the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily <laughs> yeah. reflect the views and opinions. These of people this don't podcast. actually agree with each other. <laughs> Silence the phone for man! For goodness I sakes, man! I did. Be professional. This is a professional podcast. We do things professionally. <laughs> But they put in somewhere on Maple Island, I believe. They got all the way down into the swamp flats in the middle of the night, lost. This is why America's going to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the river came back It has nothing to do with fascism. It has nothing to do with totalitarianism. We're done. It has nothing to Fold do with... Fold it up. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> we had a good run. <laughs> Drilled like questions wise or oh yeah you're actually uh, this is an interrogation oh, this, I've got a little oh, straight yeah, up gonna like you're, you're a up. new person and we have very little yeah. reference to you because we hold very little merit on what Aaron says yes wow so, yeah well that's awesome so I have a little button that's that's shock awesome. your ass. <laughs> if I don't think you're telling the truth I'm just gonna I'm gonna hit it wow Wham! just an opinion wow yeah, yeah. well Did I mean I, I'll let this opinion slide. Oh, okay. I'll let him slide. But I haven't even got to hear the thoughts that are on repeat. Oh, sorry. In his head you've, all day. you've heard, um, you've heard enough to know that Joe randomly starts, right? And so, like, he could be recording right now. Is it recording? Oh, Sometimes, fantastic. Maybe. We don't even it know. Could it's be. A mystery. Like any, when you walk in the door, it could be being recorded. Let's I forgot go. to tell you that. I'm sorry. I mean, like, that's all right. I straight up was bad mouthing everybody for like ten minutes before this. I don't know if it's recorded. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, Okay. This is how I get canceled. <laughs> this is exactly how you get canceled. I gotta shut this thing off here. What are you shutting off? My volume. I think I left my phone in the truck or in the car. Well done, Drew. Nice. Do you need it? No, I don't think so. Jared's in charge. We just get to say dumb things to what he has to say. So mm-hmm. they're always trying to drag me down. Like the man. I yeah. like it. All like right. The man. Cool. Aaron's the man. No. Joe sits there and pokes me and Jared until we, until Jared and I start arguing, and then he sits back and laughs, and yeah. so does everybody else. And oh, I know. <laughs> and previously referenced, I just like to watch it burn. <laughs> so welcome to the Undignified Christianity Podcast. Because I'm sure he's recording by now. Yes. No, let me actually go ahead now. <laughs> oh, shut up. I see the red line. <laughs> the key is when he starts, like, checking in on the monitor. Right, that's then you, you know, gotta watch. You see, I've tried not to look at the monitor. But then, like, you get this, like, weird look on your face, like... I want to look. It's hard. It's like it is. You can tell. You can tell. It's like a kid on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> look at the squeaky lines. Oh, look. All of our mics are at an equal distance. There aren't any that are spiking way out there. So I want to start with this. Um, oh. I was telling Joe this okay. before. We have to do better introductions between even the people that we have on here regularly. So someone who doesn't know any of us. I'm Joe. Yes. That's there. Joe. I'm Aaron. That's Aaron. Of we course. have a guest, Forrest. Yes, sir. Who is awesome. Forrest is the one, if you listen to previous episodes, uh, who provided a deliciously scrumptious pork butt. And has, there was a miscommunication between me and him. Otherwise, he would have had one I tonight. almost We're good. skipped dinner tonight <clears throat> anticipating oh, a pork butt because no. Aaron set us up with that expectation. So, I'm sorry. So Forrest, <laughs> has, offered, Forrest has offered a uh, butt promissory note if he's allowed to plug his business. I don't, I don't plug, have to plug anything. He's not plugging his butt. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. 
So I had a, a coworker that started listening to the podcast that doesn't know any of us. And I have realized, I was telling Joe this, it's a new like, level of hell to be working next to someone who is listening to your podcast. <laughs> like, you can't hear what they're hearing, but they'll just be over there. <laughs> you're like, what are you, what are you doing? What, 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 are you, what are you talking about? What's going on? What, was it me? Was, I, I, was, was it, I funny? Was I funny? <laughs> I was work- Tell me I was funny. <laughs> I was working on a roof, and a guy put it through his, his job site. Yeah, job site speaker, and uh, so not only was he listening into terrible. it, but I could hear it at uh, the same time. It's <laughs> yes. but uh, one thing she said after like two episodes was she could not tell the difference between Joe and Aaron's voice. Really? Yes. Really. So the consensus really? was that one of you <laughs> really needed to talk higher. Okay. And I said, not Aaron. Glad you. <laughs> <laughs> Please, not Aaron. Can I speak <laughs> higher with helium assistance? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, so that was, it was interesting. We got to have a helium night sometime. No, let's not. <laughs> they and sell no. those little party... No. No. It's like a party balloon pack where the, you actually get the helium tank. So it's not just a helium from a balloon. You can... It's 20 bucks. It's yeah. at Walmart. It's yeah. awesome, isn't it? No. Please don't. No. I love that you know that. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Would you be in on it, Forrest? Oh, yeah. 100%. There's, there's another gas you can get. I don't know where you get it, but it makes your voice lower by a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen it. I don't remember what it's called either. I, I mean, me and us. Forrest don't need that. You guys, I mean, you could use it. Shut up. I would pay a Shut up. stupid amount to get that. And it's just unregisterable. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So that's my opener. What do you guys got? That's it. I was going to make it, it not awkward, but... Your opener is... That it is a living hell. know our names. Th- that we do need to do a better <laughs> job of introductions. Jared? Can you turn vibrate off on your phone, too? Because I can literally feel it vibrating the table. I haven't gotten any messages. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> it was Forrest. My bad. So I'm Jared. And that was Jared's opener. And you are... I'm Joe. He already said that. I know, but we're just like... We're I refuse to tell who I am. They can figure it out by deduction. That's Aaron. I mean... I'm Joe! <laughs> and we have, as a guest... Forrest. The melodious voice of Forrest. Forrest. Melodious. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. I like it. So what do you got? You want to go next or you want to go last? You could, no, no I'm going last. Yeah. I'm going last. Oh, okay. So I'll just volunteer for a second. Great. Um, <laughs> so, for an opener, the only thing I had was like... Facebook with algorithms. Have you ever had problems? Like, okay, who has Facebook? Yes. Yes. I okay. Do. We all, okay. So have you ever had the problems like dealing with the algorithms on Facebook? My worst problem with the algorithms is when I turned off all of their tracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, because they had become creepy good at advertising to me, and I was honestly impulse buying a lot of stuff off of Amazon <laughs> and eBay. Yeah. And so I was like, I need them to stop advertising to me effectively. And they stopped advertising to me effectively, but they started advertising to me as a 35-year-old male. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of sleazy dating apps. One was Bump and Hump. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's... Yeah. No, Hump and Dump. That's what it was. Hump and dump was the advertisement. Okay. All right. Lots of uh, male virility advertisements. Yep. This is about the age. And I'm like, ah, setting ah, I think oh, it's God. time for me to turn those advertisement tracking back on because yeah. I'm sick of seeing this stuff. <laughs> so I pay too much money, or I just get to see <laughs> the blue pill. Nice. So, what's your problem with the algorithm? Oh, just uh, so I have a business page, and when people comment, they'll leave like little comments, whatever. 
And then otherwise I'll have my stupid friends comment their opinions and yeah. photos and it always gets rid of them. Like there's no, I don't ever see their comments. Like Your friends' comments? My friends' comments. The algorithm removes them for you. Because they're trolls. Because your friends are trolling you? (laughs) So the algorithm removes the posts? Yeah, automatically. And then they get mad at me. They're like, why'd you delete? I'm like, I didn't do it. I'm like, it's not me. It's the Zucks, dude. He's killing you. He's got you. It's not me. So so you've got some posts having to do with your business. Yeah. And somebody's like, well, that's a ridiculous price or whatever. Yeah. And then they'll just delete it. Like Facebook will just delete it. No, it'll hide it. It'll just say it's not relevant because it'll say... It only shows relevant comments, not all comments. And so it has. So you crawlers. have to selectively choose all comments. All you comments to see what, to see what my stupid friends now. Say. What my stupid friends is that bad? <laughs> is that, yeah, for your business. Is that no, which I actually get the best of both worlds because then I get to enjoy their stupidity without it outside, affecting your business. <laughs> so it's like uh, one one. Uh, one point for the Zucks. Yeah. <laughs> one point for the Zucks. That's one of those, uh, like, you let the government stand so you have somebody to blame. Yeah. Like, you're like, I, I dislike that rule, but they're the ones making that rule. So I won't, I'll throw a fit in, you know, in protest, but I really don't want them to change the rule because that means I would have to then you would suffer. be the end-all, be-all. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. Sorry. I have a problem with they, yeah, who they keep bringing, I, I don't understand, like, I, I try to understand, like, because wh- when you scroll, comes into it, like, how long you pause on posts comes in, mm-hmm. plays into the algorithm. So, like, some of the people I have on there that I can't unfollow, for some reason, they're the ones they bring to the forefront. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, like, I'm like, I try not to pause. No, 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 no. It actually <laughs> tracks your eyes. Yeah. It, it's, it's this craziest thing what they do they track your eyes where your eyes land on the page camera the camera, the camera. yeah no it, kidding it is That's, creepy yeah. social experiment and you can sh- you yeah. can yeah. shut that off can you not i mean yeah you can throw your phone in a lake sure yeah <laughs> just put a piece of tape <laughs> hey over did it. you read all the uh, disclaimers last time you accepted it <clears throat> every yeah. time yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> joe jo has read was it apple did you read apple tnc's I don't know. I there was a time in my life up to about ten years ago where I would not sign something without at least gra- like glazing over the majority of it. Like I would want an idea of what I'm signing every single time. And anymore with electronic disclosures, it's, it's, I accept. Yeah. I I accept. I guess I have my left nut and my down. firstborn child yeah. or something like yeah. that. But mm-hmm. I forgot. You want some coffee? No, I got water. Oh, you got Did you want some honey? You want some honey for your water. He's thinking about that one. You could have coffee, Maybe honey, later. and water. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation dries up. I'll pass it. Down. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Time so, to loosen up for us. <laughs> so I want to get melatonin for my kid. Oh, I'd ask yes. you which one. For the oldest one. Yeah. Joey. He, uh, he stays awake. Mm-hmm. All the time. Uh-huh. All the time. I hate it. His brain probably doesn't shut off while he's sleeping. It probably doesn't. So, my oldest. This is going to share a common yeah. theme with something I shared for an opener uh, a couple months back. I remember. <laughs> Forrest already knows where I'm going. <laughs> so, just this last week, and Michelle told me I had to share this as my opener. Mm-hmm. You know, married couples do married couple things, and Joey knows he's supposed to stay upstairs in his bedroom. At most, get up out of bed and go to the bathroom. That's it. 
shouldn't be coming downstairs. Usually Michelle and I'll stay up, watch a show for an hour or so. Netflix and chill, as they say. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we stayed up Netflixing a little longer than normal in hopes for the chill. <laughs> a particular young kid is usually in bed around, like, he's out by 11 if we don't tell him to turn his lights out. He's finally Lord, passing out around 11. Wow. I'm not making it till 11. And uh, so it's a little after 11. We don't have any doors that go from the stairs to downstairs. It's all wide open. So we're, you know, warming up. Chilling. Warming up, chilling. <laughs> warming up. Fully clothed still at this point. And it's getting close to the point where we're not. And we hear this thump. And I was like, I think that was just the dog coming in the dog door into the garage because I yeah. let the dog outside. And she's like, oh, okay. And... <laughs> <laughs> The thump turns into a squeak, 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 and we look up, and Joey, I looked up, I'm like, what are you doing down here? Go to bed! He's like, ooh, his eyes get really big, he runs upstairs, I'm like, oh, crap. And so, why like, are mommy and daddy wrestling? There, there are all the evening plans go, and so, <laughs> she heads upstairs, brushes her teeth, gets ready for bed, and I stay downstairs for a minute, finally go up there, and I go visit Joey in his room, and... He says to me, I am so sorry for the con inconvenient timing of coming downstairs. I do not even want to know what you were doing. <laughs> and so I just look at him. I was like, why don't you want to know? I just, I, I just don't want to know. Hey, you made it awkward for me, son. It's time to turn the <laughs> table. I was like, what, what did you think we were doing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know. Did you, <laughs> I was like, you always I was like, wanted a brother? I was like, buddy, we were kissing. <laughs> Well, that's still gross. I don't want to see that either. <laughs> and he like pauses for a moment. Oh, hey, babe. <laughs> he pauses. How you doing? What up, hey. Jared's wife? How's yeah. it going? She's hey. walking across. She the knows space. the story too. Yeah. Michelle already told her. <laughs> yeah, the story. I'm sorry for the inconvenient timing story. So then I push it just a little further. I was like, Why don't you want to know? Are you sure? He's like, I'm sure I don't want to know. It's like if we were doing the other thing. We wouldn't have had any clothes on, bud. Gross, Dad! Ran <laughs> <laughs> about five more minutes, and he might have seen something. But mm -hmm. now, convenient or convenient, I really want to get him some melatonin <laughs> and get him to sleep earlier. Yes, that would be uh, that would be reasonable. Huh? Petrified the poor kid. All right, so here's Jeez. my opener. What do you got? I don't want that. I don't care if you do or not. I'm not eating it. Come on, Forrest. What, what do you want me to do? I would like you to take one. He wants you well, to reach into his sack down. and grab his ball. Okay. Grab a ball. He's holding out a baggie with small... Spherical objects. Spherical objects. Now, Joe, get your, get your uh, video camera so out. I don't get one. This is why you wanted... To, you said you weren't gonna. You thought you were gonna be a spoil sport. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna eat it. If that's come on. I'm not eating it. <laughs> Dude, it's just sour. I'm not eating yeah, it. Yeah, where'd, where'd it come from, though? <clears throat> It's a TikTok challenge. Oh, well, yeah, then I'm oh. definitely not doing uh, that. Oh, the other algorithm got you too, huh? <laughs> mm. You're on TikTok now? I'm not on TikTok, but somebody gave them to me and was like, hey. So I, how does it work? I what found out what the, you're just supposed to put it in your mouth no. and hold it in there as long as you nope. can. That's so, not going to happen. It's a lemon drop. Yeah. No, it's not. With, just a with lemon malic drop. acid on it. What's oh. malic acid? Uh, citric acid on steroids. No. My fingers are actually tingling a little bit holding Oh, shit. Why? You wuss? No. Are you, are you doing this for us? Take your, take your, take your oh, phone out, Joe. I eat anything. You gotta record this Jared's and post it on the book. Jared's gonna have to record if he's not participating. All right, Jared. I will record. Record for the books. See, because I 
gave up on peer pressure. Right, so I'm assuming they're a like, long time it's not just to put it in there and keep it in your mouth as long as possible. Like, is it like keep a straight face kind of deal? I, or? Just, I guess the challenge is I've not seen the TikTok challenge, but somebody So you're, you're having some... I'm making a new challenge. Put it in your mouth and let's video it. <laughs> what? I will video it. I will not participate. Now, right. yeah. I will it's tell like you, that. I will tell you, I still participate in really stupid challenges. See, I don't. See, I what did I tell you? I'm a youth pastor, so I'm going to do I, this. What I, Joe will do it, Jared won't. Isn't that what I said? Is that not what I said? I don't remember. I'm sorry. Mm, okay. Wow, oh, Jared's right. Jared loves that. Jared's given up succumbing to peer pressure. It <sighs> actually does not affect me. All right. What about so, money? All right. <laughs> what about <laughs> money? Uh, yeah, money, right. money. <laughs> you don't have enough. No, we got a bet. Oh, okay. All right. What's about? So every, everybody, What's about? <laughs> everybody, everybody got two dollars. No, I don't have get cash. a dollar. I don't have cash. No, I got Listen, cards. They're good millennials. Okay, they don't carry cash. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like have a have two separate pots. One for the person who can keep a straight face the longest, and the other person who keeps it in their mouth the longest. I can't keep a straight face, but I can get the whole thing. Like it, it ends. It eventually Just ends. Shut up. One, two, three. Ah, it's supposed to be recording. Hey, wow, that's. That's odd. Aaron's looking a little weak. Ah. <laughs> Joe is... Why? This is like the... That really got you, didn't it? Yeah. I have a weak taste buds. So yeah. really why, did you, why did you... This really isn't that bad. You're a weirdo. Joe can handle it. Aaron? It's... Honestly, I don't think it's so even much. as bad as a sour warhead. Forrest looks unfazed. I don't know if he's screaming inside or not. Maybe. No, like my teeth feel weird, but that's it. <laughs> this is awful, dude. This is your challenge. I can't I say, you you suck. I can't say that I enjoy it, but... This is the third one I've had. What? You've, You've tried it three times? Mm -hmm. Then how your... do you have the challenge? You're not supposed to have tried it before. This is you prepared. This is me yeah. prepared, bro. <laughs> Weak sauce. I am now ending mm -hmm. the recording. We okay. Pick up the end. And that the, was uh, pretty lame. Okay, All sorry. Right. Sorry, folks. No money on the line. No incentive to keep it in there. Uh, yeah, it is. It's good when it's when to get through the sour. No, I don't like lemon flavor that much. No, you make it through yet? Oh, but make then there's also what? fizzy on the inside. I don't want to deal with that. If we're all done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was lame. I don't succumb to. Peer I thought pressure. it was going to be worse. It's not about the peer pressure, Jared. It's about just being having a good time, being part of the group. That's right. Participation. Isn't that like the <laughs> straight up definition of peer pressure? <laughs> <laughs> when you succumb to pressure so you can be a part of the group, that's um, camaraderie. Yeah, that's what some people would call it. Yeah, hazing. I would. Yep, whatever I've, you want. I've been through that as well. Yep. Okay. That's another good reason to not succumb to peer pressure. <laughs> not gonna lie, man. The army ruined you. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Some things it made me a lot smarter, and other things <laughs> I am all out of to give. Yeah, got no more shits to give. I think is that's the, what, that the one you're going yeah. for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next, they, we're, I, next I, we're going to be counting thoughts because we know you thought that word. Yeah, for yeah. reals, bruh. Yep. Yeah. I don't have to be no, your sinner. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It's do not that. what on the outside <laughs> that, that makes you dirty. It's what's inside, Aaron. Doesn't it worse if you thoughts. get me to sin? <laughs> see, see, <laughs> see. Now the thing is, <laughs> but you don't think it's sin. So You're right. I don't. I don't care what you do. That's fair enough. <laughs> I don't think it's sin either. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, um, 
I had this great idea to be well thought out and planned out for tonight, but I went into the hospital vortex mm. for a couple days this week. So I figured that would have given you more time. Aren't you just like you would around th- doing nothing? You would think that. Yeah. So I have a son that has some medical stuff and he's got a brain shunt and he had a shunt failure this last week, which he's never had before. So it was like a new experience for us, which is great. I mean, not nerve wracking in the slightest, but no. So like no blood pressure issues that you have now or, you know, or have. I've had those for a long time. I mean, but I got pills. It's fine. You just took took another pill. Just take another pill. (laughs) Good. This is a happy pills. Anyway. Um, so I was in the hospital with him for a couple days and you would think that you'd have more time, but when you have like the first night we were there, he was up like every hour screaming. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So the next day you're like, suck it up kid. Yeah, pretty much. So the next day I tried he's like to, what? like he's two years old, he's four, four. he's going to be four, four in a couple weeks. I, I don't know how old kids are. I don't. So I was that. up all night that night I do and well I actually tried to, your kids is nine. Huh? One of your kids is nine, right? I, right, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. seven and ten. What's the matter with you? Oh, seven, right. <clears throat> so the, uh, um, I, it's hard enough for me to keep track of my own kids' ages. I'm not going to keep track of your kids' ages, too. Speaking That's your of interrupting, Jerry. Okay, I wasn't offended. <laughs> Joe was offended on my behalf. <laughs> Welcome to, what is that? What is that? Uh, 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 Gaze anyway. out over the water with us. <laughs> I don't even, you know what, whatever. So the first night he was up every hour screaming. I tried to go to work the next day because Chrissy was there. I made it for one hour, and he had like a mini seizure type thing. So they brought him right into surgery because they had been still trying to figure out what it was. And uh, so he had brain surgery that day. They replaced a vent or uh, a valve and a little whatever. And then the rest of that day, you're hearing from doctors. And then that night, he had an MRI at like 1 a.m. and something else. So you're totally trashed on sleep. And so then, you were TikToking all day? No. Like, you're literally just, like, while he's awake, you have to keep him still. So you're trying to, like, keep him engaged with a movie mm-hmm. or, like, you want another drink. So you, don't like, need, you don't need to keep him engaged with a movie. You have every single Disney movie memorized. You could just quote them for him. I could, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy? Daddy Lion King? Yeah, no. <laughs> Daddy no Aladdin? Nope. <laughs> anyway, Next time so, I see Seth, I'm going to see if I can convince him that his dad's capable of this. So he mm-hmm. asks for it. He probably won't. It's not the last time he's going to be in the hospital, so <laughs> he might have another shot. So, um, Forrest. Yeah. I've got some stuff lined up, but I wanted, I asked if you had anything you wanted to talk about, since you're the guest. No. You have he's nothing. Just, he's no. just. I'm here for the ride. He's just here, here for, the for the ride. ride. Yeah. So he's, he's playing Will hang. today. He's playing Will today. Okay. I'm in for the shit show. Like, right. Yeah. Bring <laughs> Just <Brain>. participatory. <laughs> so I don't know how tonight's going to go. I've done some research on it. I've just got a list of a couple different topics. And I don't know how it's going to go, just for the record, before we start this, because I think we almost agree too much on these topics. Okay, stop. Stop. I really enjoy playing devil's advocate. So stop preparing I'll... us for the topic, and let's just do the uh, We've got like five. That's the, the point. Okay. So there's like five different things, um, but they I'm not so as. So you well have as many topics tonight as you normally have openers. Yes. <laughs> See, but I was trying to have like my number of. So openers, all Jared did was Jared, Jared planned his openers. Jared <laughs> planned his openers like hey, Jared gets host an episode. He's like, hey, nothing but openers. Nothing they can't stop me now. Openers. Nobody can hold <laughs> me down. We just we just got the we just got the title. The episode of Jared's nothing openers. but openers. Jared's openers. That's what that, that's the episode. Did title. you finish? The 
Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. Yes. They had their last episode. Yep. What did you think of it? The episode or the podcast? The podcast in, in general. I had a lot of mixed feelings about the podcast. Yeah. One of the ways they closed it was by summing up why they focused on the negative. Yeah. And they focused what on... Is, what is the rise and fall so of Mars Hill? So um, there was a podcast series... No, that's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Adding. Do you know... Nah. So there was a there's wow. a guy named. He's not really gonna talk to you, Forrest. You're just a fly on the wall. Here. Oh, that's fine. I was gonna, just gonna assume okay. things about you. Jared looks and over at Forrest and says, "Do you?" And then you're no, talking just, about like Mark Driscoll and all that. Yeah. Stuff. See that? Oh. I knew he was educated already. Well done. You passed. I didn't know it, it was a test. Aaron <laughs> asked the rhetorical question for the sake of our audience who may not know. Yes. So Mark Driscoll had a church in Seattle called Mars, Mars Hill. Hill. And it started, it was a mega church, it went up, and then in 2014, it like collapsed overnight. Yeah, that's what they kept saying on the podcast. It took several years for it to come to its full collapse. Once they closed their doors... They had a couple months and it was done. Yeah. Yes. That's what I... So there, it was a podcast series tracking the rise and fall of it and kind of the things that this person saw as the internal issues that were a problem... And led to it. And it did highlight some of the good things, but it definitely focused more on the negative than the Yeah, that, that was the biggest thing I didn't appreciate about it. And I, I want to give them credit because I feel like they tried to throw in positives and give little highlights every here and yeah. there. And they even did include some of the people in telling their negative stories, share their story of redemption and how big of an impact the church had yeah. on their life in spite of the difficulty or trauma that they sustained being on staff there. But Did you just say trauma they sustained in being on staff? Yes. Yes. Yes, that is the way they frame a lot of it. I, I would, I just want to underline that for just a minute for everybody to just think about. Anyway, continue. What right. are they supposed to think, Aaron? Because it seems like you have something they're supposed to think. I feel like think. you're pointing us a very specific direction. I don't want to miss the bullseye here. I'm not, no, I'm just, I am underlining that phrase because that is very revealing um, <clears throat> in terms of, I mean the whole, the whole thing. Like you, you, you expressed some frustrations with the podcast and how they handled things, but you also still listen to Driscoll and think him a very gifted teacher. Which yes. So there's that side, and then there's the side of people experienced trauma on staff. Yeah, I know, that's at why this church. That's why they chose to phrase it or frame it the way they did. Or at least that's the way I explained it in the last mm -hmm. episode. They said. What benefit does it have to just tell all the good things they did? It doesn't help heal the people who went through difficulty. That's kind of that's yeah. An over and they were making a point the that there were a lot of voices that were telling just the positive, like, and the one in the last podcast they kind of highlighted how he was moving on while Mars Hill was still collapsing, mm -hmm. was one of the things. So that was part of it was trying to tell the story that nobody really had told yet, yeah, of the other side of. I, I still struggle with it in a few different ways. One is, admittedly, my put some dirt on it and walk it off mentality. Yeah. Because yeah. I would, I mean, I remember when we were hiking a few years ago and got to drinking and got to talking, we were talking about trauma, and you guys said that what I experienced in church could be defined as trauma, and I'm like, I don't feel like that matches up to trauma compared to what other people, because I'm comparing my quote-unquote trauma to other people's trauma. Uh-oh. So I, I so listening to this podcast, I'm like, these people had wrongs legitimately done to them. And I 
feel like a lot of them have found ways to work through it and they still have to process things that mm-hmm. happened in the past. But there's a handful of people they included in the podcast I felt like wasn't beneficial at all. Like people who have just not deconstructed their faith in the helpful way as in like break it down to like why do I believe what I believe but have completely walked away. And they almost framed it I felt like as justifying that that's okay that they did that yeah. because of all this the trauma that they sustained. I'm like no that's still not okay because that means you were worshiping a person or a church rather than a God whose name is Jesus. But from a teaching perspective, I also have a uh, end justifies the means mentality, which yeah. I know is not always right either. But when you look at the impact that Mars Hill had, and specifically the teaching of Mark Driscoll himself, to impact lives of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people through the reach that they had, not just there in Seattle yeah. and West Coast, but uh, on media platforms to go across the world and missions and church planting. Um, for a couple hundred people to have felt stepped on, I'm sad for them, and I wish it hadn't happened that way. I wish Mars Hill was still thriving and successful. Yeah. I wish Mark had like gone through the reconciliation process that they offered him. He didn't? He didn't. No, <clears throat> he was not to. Has he yet repented? Uh, not publicly. Not directly. If you listen to his sermons now versus his sermons seven years ago, that was going to be my question. Is have you? That was going to be my question. Did you listen before and after, and is there a change to? Um, I started listening to him right around two thousand seven. Yeah, and I'll say a lot of his preaching saved my marriage as far as reframing a biblical view on what marriage should actually look like. Um, and that kind of was my introduction to him, and I've listened to them all the way through the time that they kind of disintegrated in 2013-14 and I have been listening to him again now that he has a church in Arizona or something yeah in Scottsdale Arizona I actually want to go visit my in-laws this spring just so I can go to his church (laughs) sorry Nick don't want to see you (laughs) but what are all your opinions on that there his teaching is much more scattered with humility now than it was before. before so you can see a difference I don't really know much about Mark Driscoll. I never really listened to him. So yeah. my opinion is... Like, Pretty neutral. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I think... If he compares to like Joel Osteen... <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he makes fun of Joel Osteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, well, I'm we, more... We, uh, he did. He apologized for that, actually. Yeah. When we were doing that um, post-high group, yeah. I used a lot of his stuff yep. in teaching. So you you may have heard him at Osteen's? time, but you, you used you a lot like, of Osteen stuff. Oh yes, me. Yeah. You know me. Yeah, yeah. Fundamental frick here. <laughs> Prosperity um, doctrine. Yeah, yeah. Name it and claim it. Blab yeah. it and grab it. Yeah. Confess it and go. possess it. You got it, baby. Yeah. You know, I'm mad that you had that stupid opening challenge. Why? I messed with my taste buds. Oh. <laughs> you can't taste H- the honey. Honey and lemon. My my honey and lemon. Honey does not. Taste the way it should. Then you're not drinking enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> I find it interesting because I'm almost the opposite. If if the means are not right, I don't care about the ends. Yeah, the, the whole rest of it is tainted. At I point, I right? think it's situational. I don't think you can. It's it's more nuanced than that. Where's your nuance, Jared? Where's thing. your nuance? Based on if the only evidence I had to give was in that podcast. Yeah. Even based on that. I would say he had never had the motive and intention to hurt people. He was 
bullheaded and arrogant and stubborn and really, 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 really bent on his convictions. And ignored anybody who tried to tell him that. Yes. Yeah. God, God has given he, us the ministry of reconciliation. And <laughs> that's in a book somewhere. Um, and I... And maybe this, maybe this has got some personal stuff with it. But I have very much judgment <laughs> and very much um, frustration with people who will not admit they're wrong, apologize, and seek reconciliation. Yeah. I have very, very little tolerance. Um, now, you call me judgmental, call me whatever you want, but I, like... It in- Jerk. It infuriates <laughs> me when people refuse to admit they're wrong. Yeah. And um, as Christians, um, if you're not a Christian, I, the only thing I care about is what, well, that's a different topic. Anyway, um, especially a person in a pastoral position, yeah. I don't care if he thinks he hurt him or not. If they were hurt by something he did, then he at least should go to them with, I'm, I'm sorry that you're hurt. And... I would ask your forgiveness. I just... I, no, no, no. The, anyway. The, if you listen to the podcast, would you realize what it boils down to? It was a belief that he wasn't wrong. So if he didn't believe he was wrong, he wouldn't know that he needed to repent. So it, I think arrogance was more the I issue than the non-repentance. See, even yeah. then, even if you don't believe you're wrong, if someone comes to you, a brother comes to you hurting because of something that you've done... You don't, there's, you don't necessarily have to apologize for what you did, but you do have to connect with them and understand that they're hurting and say, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you're hurting, and uh, I would ask that you would forgive me yeah. for, you, what, for what you're holding against me. Do you think like he idolized himself? Oh, I'm sure. More. There, was, there was one line where he said he was encouraged by somebody on his, it was on his staff or a friend of somebody on staff who said, Mark, you need somebody to submit to. You need somebody who will hold you accountable, hold you in place. Because early on in the church, he had a few guys who did that for him. Yeah, And, he and over the years, as the church got bigger, yeah. the way they described it on the podcast was that he grabbed more and more power for himself, moved those people who held him accountable further and further away from himself, even scrubbed any record of their name or participation in the church from their website history. Yeah. Wow. Um, and when he was kind of told directly, you need somebody to submit to, he said, who am I going to submit to? I'm not going to submit to somebody who has a smaller church than me. Oh, so, <laughs> like Emperor Palpatine <laughs> stuff. However, depending on what he meant, because that could be ripped out of context too. Because if, and putting myself in his shoes, if I have a church of 10, 15,000 people that's doing something and attracting people that nobody else is capable of attracting because of the way that me and my team are running things... And then somebody from another church who's only got a couple hundred people who are old and stagnant and not doing anything advancing the kingdom of God, I could say, yeah, I, I can't submit to that person. Like, I could submit submit to them as See, far that's as bull personal. Crap. No, that's bullcrap. Well, as far because, as personal accountability in the way I behave and the way exactly, I act, yes. That's fine. But, but if it was in the context of, like, discipling me, mentoring me how to grow as a pastor, that person might not no, be the right person See, for me. but even then. How to grow as a pastor? The person—I mean—you're coming at it with an argument from authority, and it's—it's it's a humility that says, "Look, I don't have everything there is to have, 
Um, you know, there are churches in this world that are intended to be small churches. Jared, would you, would Jared, <laughs> Jared, would you ever go to a mega church? No. Okay, so the only church you would go to is a church that hadn't grown past a certain point. Like a hundred. Right, like right, okay. So, so I can't, I can't deal. <laughs> so, I'm looking for somebody to stab me right in the kidney if there's many more people in that. Like, who is it? Right. Which one of you Which one is coming at me <laughs> Come right at now? Me. Come at me, bro. <laughs> is it you, grandma? So Jared's pastor could be one of the most gifted individuals in the world. And Mark wouldn't submit to him because his church isn't big. Well, that's because God hasn't called him to pastor a big church. And regardless of that, Joe, I'm, I'm a business owner and you work for somebody. Does that mean that I can't have you hold me accountable, period, in any sense of the word? No. And that's why I said I could relate to it if. Yeah. Because it, it really depends on the context. See, but, there are a lot of those things that are cherry-picked. Yeah. See, but even that, I, I, can't see, I can't see a context in which he will not allow himself to be held accountable by anybody. Number one, he doesn't have the biggest church in the world. I think that's in Korea. Uh, yeah, South Korea. Why is that relevant? Like how big your church is? Well, that's what, but he, that's what at, Mark Driscoll when, said. At when, the time, what he was doing in Seattle, his, his philosophy in church planning in Seattle was as Seattle goes, so goes the nation. And he, there were a handful of other churches that had faithful believers there, but something about the way he and his team did things attracted the punk rock, non-wanna church kind of people. And he, he was genuinely, tremendously successful in doing that. They, they branched mm-hmm. out into, what? 14 or 15. 14 or 15 yeah. different Camp branches. Right. They were part yeah. of the Acts 29 church. So there's... There's a thread of, to kind of answer your question, there's a thread of, and it's not just Mark Driscoll, but there is a common misconception that I think every pastor has to fight with that their worth is based on size. That if they are not growing in size, they are not doing something right. And I don't know if that's just strictly in a... Because I feel now, that I, pressure... Now, you, you, there's careful. a difference between, like, you should not be stagnant, I agree, but your health of your church is not based on a larger number every single week or yes. a larger number over time because things will ebb and flow. And I think Joe disagrees with me on this point. I think I do a little bit. Yeah. Not, not like going to fight you with it, but like, I'll yeah. disagree. It's a, it's a decent indicator. Cause I, I don't believe that it can church... be. Can you agree that it can be a decent it can be. indicator? It can be, but it can also be something that you begin to idolize, which I think is really yes. easy. But the fact that you are able to idolize it, does not make it not a good indicator. Correct, correct. Okay. And I think part there of it go. is like we uh, we found denominational we structure because when you get into the bigger denominations, that's all you're reporting up your denomination numbers mm-hmm. of how many got saved, how many mm-hmm. did you baptize, how many mm-hmm. did you. So it becomes a numbers game where you've got that incentive for numbers. So My church doesn't baptize. Oh, okay. What? No. They don't consider it a sacrament. Really? They don't, they don't baptize, period. Grace Bible Fellowship, like any grace denomination, they don't baptize. Interesting. Now, grace the one Community I, Church baptizes. Well, they don't go by the grace denominational standard. They don't baptize? Nope. Like, that's, like, pretty heavy, bruh. No, I, I, uh, I asked them. They said if somebody ever wanted to be baptized, they have no problem with it. But they do not encourage it. Huh. Neither do they discourage it. 
they just believe it to be one of those things that's unnecessary. Sorry, funny trade. What were you going to say, Forrest? You so, had something. Modern <laughs> what happens, I don't know if that's all. <laughs> what happens with all these churches, like in my world, it's all about marketing. Who's the loudest noise in the room? They get noticed first. So what happens with like this Mark Driscoll, Joel Oostein, who he looks good, sounds good. They get better numbers. It's just like any sort of business. They know yeah. how to appeal to a certain market. demographic. So it, like, is that how they, that's how they run? That's how they operate? Yes, it's, it was. Absolutely. So, they, and so. some they, churches will, every church has its own view of numbers. Okay. It is amazing. I think for any believer to see people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and put their faith in him, whether that's one person or 10,000 people or at this church or at that church, if a person comes to Christ, that is the most amazing thing in the Christian life is to, is to see that happen, to see, to see God change someone's heart. That is the everyday resurrection story miracle for God to transform someone's heart. What happens is, is people get caught up in this number game. We had 50 baptisms. We had this. Well, and, and so then they either judge the success or the failure of their church. But, well, we, we've, we haven't had any baptisms in three years. Well, it doesn't mean people's lives aren't being changed. But then you get people that will sit there and hammer on numbers, numbers, numbers. Or you'll say to people, our church is doing great. We had 50 baptisms. We had 60 baptisms. Oh, next week we'll have 70 baptisms. Well, that's not necessarily the best thing because are those people really, you know. Are they coming, being discipled after are that Are they fact? being discipled? Yeah. Are they coming to the faith in Jesus Christ? Are marriages being put back together? Are people getting off of addictions? Are, you know, is all this stuff happening? Are life I hate numbers. Right. But I think, I think there's three ways to look at numbers. I think three I think there's two ways to look at numbers. One way to look at numbers is that they're either good or bad. And it's the numbers. Ah, numbers are bad. No, stop looking at numbers. Never look at numbers. And then the other way is, yeah, numbers are everything. Man, we just need to get more butts in the seats. Or our church is failing because we don't have enough numbers. Or, or our church is doing great because we do have enough numbers. So that numbers are everything is a bad way of looking at it. I think there is a good way of looking at it that uses, that, that recognizes that it's a good thing when 50 people want to publicly yeah. profess their faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. I hate numbers. And Moving on. <laughs> and, it's, and, and you know what? It may be something worth looking at if in 10 years this body of believers has never had a baptism or never had someone come to faith in Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean something's wrong or something's right. But hey, it's an interesting indicator. And I think that's, personally, I think that's the healthy way to look at numbers yeah. of, hey, it's interesting you know, maybe, maybe can be good. It, and I don't mean to beat up on Mark Driscoll because there are some points like even some of the things they were highlighting and it's negative. I was like, man, that's not really that bad. <laughs> and I don't want to beat up on him, but no, it was he, an interesting podcast to me because I didn't know anything about it. Like when I, I started, wish, I wish he would have come onto the podcast. They invited him. Yeah. And he, I think, which is understandable. I but. think he probably felt like it was a trap, which and it based on yeah. the whole podcast, it probably would have played out an awful yeah. lot like a trap. Anyway. Yeah. Moving I love, his teaching still, which is great. He, I, I don't he, listen to he much. He does. I was. He does it. He does do. Or, and he's a very gifted. Around the time that order. Mars Hill shot down, I was on the verge of asking Michelle if she wanted to move out west and Ugh. join Acts Twenty Nine. 
work on church plants. I don't like, like big that, stuff. That's how much I, 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 I don't I like hate, big things. I don't like people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a driving force just like, I want to go to Jared's yeah. church. <laughs> I don't like people. And that's no, yeah. But you're, any person. There, there's 30, 30, 40 people on Sunday at your church? Give or take. Yeah. And it's, it, any it, one person for, I can get along with. People will turn on you and rip you into little pieces. Just remember that. <laughs> What's uh, old Moe's told me, like, people are like manure. It's a, it's a guy, a little it's Amish guy. He's my favorite person in the world. <laughs> He's moving from a little podunk dirt road to, uh, what, Minnesota? Uh, he was going to go to Montana. Montana. Nobody there. And he's like, people are like manure. One here, there, it's good. It's good. They start, they start piling up. start to stink like shit. So. <laughs> I like this guy. I need to meet this guy. Yeah. He, you almost did. He was Actually, Richard took his place. Oh, yeah. Mose. Yeah. But. There's hope for the future. But There's. we'll have to have Richard and Moses. Yeah. Like, you would like. Moses is a stitch. I just. Dude. If he thinks people are shit, I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. You're all right. You're all right. He's my favorite. <laughs> what you got? The next one is shorter, but did you see that Alec Baldwin gave an interview? <laughs> I saw that he gave an interview, but I didn't pay any attention to it. So here's the thing. He didn't pull the trigger. He irritates me. Doesn't know how it happened. That's what he's saying? Yes. I didn't pull the trigger. I just went off. <laughs> it went off in my hand. It's a, yeah, it's that a, I would say, Joe, I, by the way, those of you, Jared, your friend that didn't know who's who, Joe said, I didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> I said, it just went off. Yeah. We both kind of started like this. Oh, you know, kind of the Glenn Beck thing. Wow. That was right. terrible. You see what <laughs> I have to deal with, Forrest? Do you see? I got to deal with him like oh, every okay. day. Okay. So That's fair. I get do a you have practice. to, though? Though I do. I, no, yeah. you don't. What is the I context do. of this requirement? Like, how is it an obligation? Okay, I call him every other day, and he calls me every other day. We have, like, this ongoing conversation. And now he has, like, real estate questions, and it's like, I'm obligated to take those yeah. now. Well, okay. Is he I, one of the trolls that gets what? blocked from hey, Facebook? Forrest? No. <laughs> I, hey, I can call another realtor. No, you can't. Yes, <laughs> no, I can. can. Like, You're the but only one. I, I did today. Yeah. I'll murder oh, you. He's cheating on you. <laughs> I'll murder you. I'll be that guy in the room with a knife. I'm coming for you. <laughs> you, you Hey, no, make you sure can't. you make it outside. It's easier to clean. <laughs> yeah. Jared already had to clean like five gallons of blood off this carpet this summer. Yeah. Wow, there has to be a story. Uh, our dog got to a gut pile and decided to throw up that gut pile. They, they oh. slaughtered a steer on site here back by the barn. Yeah. And the dog oh. got into the We remnants. didn't bury That's deep range. enough. So deep. literally, she threw up on the floor right back here. Uh, it was like a... A five puddle foot diameter blood puddle in the carpet, congealed yeah. blood. Yes, it, it was, was great. Clotting. Oh, it was, well, so, was, was so great. That's fantastic. That's like a heavy metal. So we have a new dog now. New dog now. That's not true. We have the same dog. Uh, <laughs> so I just thought that was worth mentioning because a couple weeks ago we had talked at length about the whole Alec Baldwin thing, but that's his. You know, and I, I forgot to look up whether it's a single action or a double action revolver because it was a revolver that he was using. So there's a single action and a double action. Both are fairly difficult to accidentally. Mm-hmm. A, du- a double action. <laughs> he had all the trigger presence of a Milwaukee prosecutor. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. That's yeah. bad. That's, awful. That's, awful. That's true. He was holding it. Anyway. So that was that That's one. You were um, referencing the written uh, the, written yeah, the house, prosecutor. Yeah. The prosecutor. Prosecutor who aimed a picks who up aimed the gun, AR at, yeah. at the jury. With his finger on the trigger. With his finger trying on. to demonstrate 
something. Uh, uh, I don't to know. demonstrate how a, a person who was safely carrying a gun was unsafe. Well, I yeah. That's up for anyway, we but, talked about so that earlier. Two wrongs don't make a right. Like, so him not taking ownership of, like, what he did. Yes. Like, not that blows my mind. And he's just getting lawyered up. They're, they're, the lawyer's telling them, yep, this hey, is what you don't say. say this. He has enough money to, at a bare minimum, stay out of jail for a long time until yeah. his trial's through. Which, it's, a, it's obviously not intentional, but, like, negligent. So negligent on so many levels. Uh-huh. Anyway. So that, I thought that was interesting. Like, I didn't pull the trigger. Like, how? How? And I find it interesting that these are the people... The that, devil made me do it. <laughs> I did not inhale. <laughs> Just, like, how stupid do you think people... Are, but people are stupid. Oh, he didn't pull the trigger. Okay. You, you don't hold a revolver in your hand and have it go off by accident. Like, who did then? Who did pull the trigger? Yeah. The spontaneous combustion inside the inside the round. I heard one commentator who was talking about it. He's like, you can't set a revolver on the table and go, go off. You can't scare it into going off. Like, boom. <laughs> I scared it and it went off. Anyway, so that was that one. Um, the uh, Oxford was, shooting. That was much shorter than the first one. That was there wasn't that much to go into. Tell me about the Oxford shooting because I haven't paid attention. Have you followed this at all? A little bit. A little bit. What do you know? Uh, I'm. You put me on the spot now. Um, <laughs> that and the kid staring. that came in. Yeah, that's all. Oh, it makes it weird. So there's a kid that just shot up a bunch of people. What, yeah. East side of state. Oxford. Yeah, it's a, a suburb of Detroit. Yeah, that's yeah. That's all I know. Okay. Killed like four kids. Do you know much about it? A little bit more. I was figuring you would be all read up on it. Not super read up, but definitely a lot more detail than Forrest has. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So thank you for that. Oh, uh, by the way, I hate you. <laughs> no, him. Yeah. I was speaking for you to oh. him. Whoa, that oh, was that's, intense. That's strong that feelings. Was, all right. Yeah. You're a passionate man. You know, I can feel the passion. Just calm down, oh, Forrest. I hate you Just too, Forrest. Forrest. It's going to wow. be okay. Calm down. It's like a first time. I'm getting warmed up. Like, <laughs> give me another time. We'll, we'll get there. You said you are here for the shit show. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, from what I understand, what I've read and listened to, um, a teacher reported this guy, I don't even know his name, this kid. Yep. Um, for Ethan, having, I think it's Crumbly would be the name. All right. So... He had really, really violent pictures drawn in a notebook of some sort, um, including a section said, I can't stop the thoughts, please help me. And so this teacher reports it to the administration. The school administration calls parents in, um, say your son needs to get counseling within the next 48 hours. This is just what happens the day of the shooting. Parents say, please let him stay in school. He's okay. We'll get him counseling couple hours after they leave he shoots up the school and his mom even texts him saying Ethan please don't do this um, so they knew something was going on they knew something was wrong he had the gun in his backpack at the time that they pulled him into the office to talk to him about these things Did, at the time but they that, didn't know that he had the gun they didn't know right? that he had the gun however mm-hmm. he was 15 or 16 15 15 years old and at least in the state of Michigan you cannot legally own a pistol until you're 18. You can't buy it when you're 18. It has to be gifted to you by a family member. You can't yep. buy one until you're 21. can't legally own it until you're 18, though. And his parents had bought him this pistol that he used to commit this crime uh, for Christmas the year before? Or no, it was this. They bought it, oh like, uh, the 26th. 
Oh, they bought it super recently then. Yes, like the week before. And they gave him ammo for it, and they let him sleep with it in the drawer beside his bed. So, so they parents, broke like parents are now laws. facing parents left. As soon as this, this just happens, gonna be my question. Wait, 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 oh, wait, right, wait, wait, right. wait, 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 wait. So you've got this kid, right, who is in custody. They are charging the parents. They are also trying to charge the school district, and I think you let a little too much cat out of, cat out of the bag. Sorry, man. You asked me what I, I did. knew. I didn't think you'd be that smart. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so do you agree under eh, – the question is ruined. You, you ruined it. I was hoping that none of you knew anything, and I was going to be like, do you agree that they are charging the parents and the school district with crimes? They are charging the parents with manslaughter. And they are charging the school district with like extreme neglect or something along those lines. Did, well, did mean, the, school the school know? Did the school know that he had a gun in his backpack? Nobody. Did. No. Okay. So I was going to walk you through the timeline, and then see if you changed your answer on whether you agree. Gotcha. But like I said, it's all ruined. Well, of course you can't get my answer without all the facts. I. Why not? You blew it. You blew it, Joe. Thanks for being educated. I'm going to go drink more so I talk less. <laughs> Do you want me to wait for you? No. Okay. So. So the parents skipped town, right? They tried. Well, they didn't really do a good job. Oh, they they kind of tried. And then we're like, never mind. We weren't even trying. We just kind of went out for a drink. You're wrong. Uh-oh. They Take were hiding drink. in a warehouse. Joe yeah. says we're wrong. In Detroit. Their lawyer kept saying... No, no, they're not actually running. <laughs> they're not running. They're, they're going to come in. And then eventually... And their lawyer's kind of going, shoot, they better come in. They better, better come in. in. No, 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 it's fine. They'll, they'll come in. They will. They're going to they're gonna be right here in five minutes, 10, 20... Anyway, so... But then they end up finding them in a warehouse yeah. <laughs> because they weren't there for their arraignment and they got charged. Yep. So now... Great. They look so great. So the 26th of November, dad buys son a gun. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad are both on social media on a different couple Isn't in this, the next couple Wait, wait, days. time out. Father-in-law? Father. Let me father back up. Father-in-law. Father of... So Ethan yeah. is the shooter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alleged on-camera shooting people. We can just say the shooter. Yeah. Dad buys him the gun on the 26th of November. Uh-huh. They're him, between him and his mom and the dad, they're on social media a couple different times like, look, we're out at the range with our son's Christmas present. Like, look at we're shooting our, with our son and his Christmas present, which, as Joe highlighted, is illegal. Okay, so that so which, if you want to say I bought a gun and I let my kids shoot it, that's fine. Cool. So time can't out. Technically, be his. Time out. Yeah, yeah. For all of you, uh, for all of you gun haters and and gun control Nazis. Um, yeah, because we have so many of those that listen to us. Um, <laughs> uh, Isn't your cousin listen? <laughs> what, what what law would have prevented him from getting that gun? The ones that were already in place. Oh, the ones that are already in place. That's right. Okay. okay. So anyway. and so have, he's being prosecuted for that, right? Okay. Yes. So that happens over the weekend. The Monday before the shooting, the shooting is on a Tuesday. <coughs> the Monday before the shooting, there's a teacher that catches him searching for ammunition online. Yep. Turns him in for this, and his mom sends him a text, effectively saying. I'm not mad at you, but you can't get caught doing these things. But you can't get caught? Yeah. You've got to learn how get, to not get caught. Yes. Yeah. You've got to learn how to not get caught? Yes. Which, searching ammo online, like, that's not a huge... I, like, I, 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 would, I would functionally say the same thing to my kid at that age. I would say, listen, 
you can't get caught doing that at school. Like, right. just don't even touch it with a ten foot pole at school. Search for ammo while you're at home. It speaks, I don't care. yeah, it speaks to the the mentality. That that's where I would go with it. Like that yeah. one is like, eh, like it's tacked. Like, son, don't don't do that at school. Like that's you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna go over well. So the day of the shooting, um, so. A teacher sees him with the note that Joe's describing, and he had, I, I tried to write down some of the things. It, like, it, it seems like it was kind of a scattered picture with some different words written around it. On one part, there was a picture of someone apparently shot a couple times and pictures of bullets and things of that nature. And it said, you know, the thoughts won't stop, help me. And then there was another one that said, blood everywhere. And this is, my life is useless. Things of this nature. Teacher sees him with this note turns him in for this note, and that's when that meeting with the school officials and his parents happen around 10 a.m. And the parents don't say, hey, we just bought him a gun. <clears throat> no. They pulled him into the office, mm -hmm. and I, it, it's implied that the backpack was in the office when it happened. So he had the gun in, the, in his backpack in the office. The school officials, it seems like, were kind of asking. They, they said, you need to get him counseling within 48 hours. <clears throat> and it seems like they implied, like, you should take him out of school. Mm -hmm. Parents kind of pushed back on that, and they consented to let him stay in school. So the school shooting happens at around 12.50, I yeah. think is what happens. And that was within a couple hours after. <clears throat> yes. So then about 1.15 is when the news started, started getting word out. That was the first like shot of there's a shooting at this. Mm -hmm. At 1.22, his mom texts, Ethan, don't do it. And then wait, at wait, 1.30... Wait, wait, wait. The shooting happened... At about 12.50... Uh -huh. The first news break was around 1.15. And she texted him at 1.22. At 1.22. Then at 1.37, his dad calls 911 and reports the gun missing. Ooh. Yeah. So at, <laughs> at that point in time, they go, oh, oh shit. <laughs> so he probably, te did he text his mom anything? I, it, I didn't say. He could have. Like, she's a little me. late. Yes. Don't it do this. It is post- and, and so you couldn't prove that she saw news that it happened. But it is very interesting that like 115, 122, then 137. So there's an obvious progression there of something might be happening because you wanted him to stay in school. And now all of a sudden you're like, Because oh, by, by the time the news caught it, at, or the, the news caught, put, posted at 115. Yes. In seven minutes, they didn't have a picture. They didn't have who it was. They didn't have all they Probably had not, was no. shots fired. Yeah. That's probably all they had. So mom and dad went, that's our son. How do we cover our... We're idiots. How do we cover our... Yeah. Either that or I didn't realize he was that... Messed up. Messed, messed up. up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then they that's go the into basic hiding. timeline. Then they go into hiding. Yes. <laughs> then they go into hiding. <laughs> no, not really. Not really not, hiding. No. Not really The lawyer hiding. said they were coming. They, they were, were. That's right. Warehouse hotel. <laughs> warehouse hotel. That's right. I love it. Yes. Abandoned, abandoned warehouse hotel. <laughs> abandoned warehouse. So the prosecutor is going for... They were probably just target practicing at the yeah, warehouse. with their son's Christmas present. At the Gosh. warehouse, right. Yeah. That was dark. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's, that's my brain. A little too soon. Yeah, too, soon. <laughs> too soon, sorry. So they're going for... At least he didn't say at the daycare. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a new level of something. So they're going for manslaughter on the parents, and they're going for I think something really to do with neglect to the school. On the parents. Good. Wow. Was it manslaughter or involuntary manslaughter? I think it was involuntary manslaughter. Okay. Yeah. 
So involuntary manslaughter and the weapons charges. There were sure. four people that died, and involuntary I'm manslaughter. That's basically the equivalent of like accidentally hitting somebody with your car and killing right? them. Yes. Yeah. Four counts though can add up to a significant amount of time. Okay. Because right. there was four kids that died. Yep. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on all of that? I think we agree on all of it. Yeah. Do you? Par- parents are idiots. Wonderful. We're gonna get more crap about you know gun grabs no i mean it was all done illegally so there should be no way it could be up for any gun grabs yeah but you know but but that's where everybody's gonna go with it kids have guns we shouldn't have guns shut up well if anything that makes it um easier to go after because the the gun was purchased legally and then everything that happened after the legal purchase was illegal exactly So if the parents weren't allowed to purchase guns, it wouldn't be a problem, would yeah. it? Exactly. But, like, everything... I watched the press conference with one of the prosecutors or part of it, and, like, mm-hmm. everything she said made me want to vomit. But, like, I'm like, nail them to the wall anyway. It's, <laughs> like, it's really hard for me to be angry at the school in this circumstance. Yeah. Because they have their balls in a vice. I mean, school teachers and administration are so likely to get sued for the most minuscule of things. Like, even just asking a kid to say, show me what's in your backpack, you get a, an ordinary parent, and the suit, the school could be facing lawsuit yeah. for years to come. Mm-hmm. So I, I imagine there's probably some sort of policy in, that, in place at that school <clears throat> that actually probably tied some of the administrations in schools' hands. I feel like they did everything that I would have thought would be reasonable to do. Um, without having known that this kid has a gun that he was just gifted, yeah, it sounds like it could be any middle schooler or any high schooler who's going through their depressed, woe is me, I hate life phase. I mean, if somebody looked through some of my journals when I was in middle school, there's some pretty dark shit in there, <laughs> okay? If they looked through my web searching, my browsing, they would see like all the weapons and stuff that I was interested in because I thought they were cool. But I never carried out any crime because I had never had any intention to, and nobody thought that I would have. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of the stuff they saw could be considered as normal things to think for a kid who's struggling with one thing or another. And so I, I can't really fault the school personally. Yeah. Well, it sounds the like parents, they did their job. Absolutely. Like they said, you need to take this boy into counseling. It sounds yeah. like they tried to do their job. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But they're but they're trying to prosecute the school with some sort of negligence too, something like that. Somebody, yeah. Uh, yeah, I and they, maybe the, the I'm wrong. The pa- I, clamped right the, I think it wasn't one of the again. I, I don't know. I just headlines are running through my head. Did not one of the victims' parents file suit against the school? I don't know that, that they were trying know. to prosecute the school. I don't know. I think one of the parents filed suit against the school for negligence. That I don't know. That may be it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe because I, I don't think the school broke any laws. I th- like you can't. Who are you going to prosecute? The no, superintendent, the board members, the principal, the but, teacher. Like in today's day can, and age, but you can bring suit against the administration. Yeah. I could see both sides of that. I mean, as I'm, far ju- as I'm just the, saying, as far yeah. as legal, like how do you prosecute the school? Yeah. Right. I'm doing air quotes. How do you prosecute the school? Well. Uh, but a parent could file suit against, quotes, the school. Yeah. Gotcha. Four, I think there was a headline, like, parents trying to sue for $100 million. Something like that, Oxford. yeah. Yeah. Could have been just clickbait, but... I wonder be. if it was actually... 
I would. Well, There's no such thing as clickbait. It's all legit. <laughs> wow. All right. Zuck's got to you, huh? He's got you. Nice. Zuck. The oh, algorithms. <laughs> the algorithms. Imagine. I am meta. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Fauci is science, so, you know, why can't Zuck be meta? I, oh, my gosh. Science. I love Terry Grable. He posted, uh, what was it? He said, it makes me so angry when people keep saying, trust the science. Science is literally about questioning science. <laughs> <laughs> the study of. <laughs> what makes me angry when people say that because they're like, trust the science. I'm like, science is not a sentient being. <laughs> science is a process yes. of determining. No, I can understand trust the process. Part of that process is questioning over and over it and just over again. Trust the science. Okay, it's a it's a process. It's not a sentient being that is telling right. you things. Did you get everything you wanted out of the process of talking about that Oxford shooting? I think so. I was just interested in like nailing. I've heard a couple people that are like, oh, they shouldn't charge the parents. And I'm like, nail their ass to the wall. Like, right. I, how I, do could, you, I could understand. I could. You have a. I don't agree, but I could understand the argument of not charging the parents with the, the manslaughter. Yeah. Uh. But I, like I don't agree with it, but I can yeah. understand that from a logical standpoint. But they definitely need to be charged with the weapons charge. No, I think they should be charged with manslaughter. I agree with if you. I think no. they should. But I would, I would be willing to not call somebody an idiot who thought they shouldn't be charged with manslaughter. Yeah. If you don't think they should be charged with anything, yeah, you're an idiot. But, but you're if, stupid. <laughs> if you if you um, think they should be charged with if you don't think they should be charged with manslaughter, I don't think you're an idiot. I just think you're wrong. Yeah. What, what was that look you got on your face, Joe? My wife ordered me a Christmas gift. Nice. Oh, and you could see and it? And you just got the notification. notification. She said don't check the Amazon. Oh, you did? <laughs> but you had already checked the Amazon? I have Amazon. the app on my phone, okay? It <laughs> notifies me of every single purchase. Yeah. And no. it sends a picture okay. right with the notification. Folks, come on, guys. It'll be delivered. It, you, you, so what are you getting? You order it through a friend. <laughs> By the way, I need to order Melissa's Christmas gift. Awesome. If I can borrow your great. prime. Yep. It'd be great. So what are, you, what are you getting? I don't know. You do? She she told me before I got the Amazon notification. So if I can swipe you, it away. Would you like it? So disappointed. I want to see what I'll you're getting. It. I'm disappointed because I hate Christmas. Wow. She's not <laughs> supposed to buy me stuff. Give me wow. the phone. I'll swipe your notification <laughs> and you'll get over you it. You could right? give it to me. Whatever it is. I will take the gift. You can open That's it. That's right. If you don't want the, the gift, joy of dude, opening we'll, it. You see, we'll, I can do that to, to anybody else in the world who gives me a Christmas <laughs> gift. I can sell it or give it to somebody else. But my wife just said she bought me a Christmas gift. Now you have to reciprocate. Hell no. <laughs> wow. See, I hate that. I hate the reciprocation. No, it's thing. not the Grinch. Wait. Why did the Grinch hate Christmas Forest? He hated people. Did he hate people? That was me. <laughs> did he hate people? Was I that what he hated? <clears throat> I mean, he no, hated not, the who's. He hated uh, what the people turned Christmas into. There you go. That is why Joe's I hate a Grinch. Christmas. You're a mean I had to, one. I had to apologize Mr. to my kids. Joe, I total bunny trail. I had you're to, harsh. Shut these down. No one Thank likes you. to. Thank you. No. <laughs> no, no. These guys, they At just least get right did. on you. <laughs> yes. At least he didn't do that's for his, voice. That's, that's for his favorite part is when I do something that makes you guys mad. Don't. <laughs> That's your favorite part? So you're just here to watch us steam when he does No, 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 like no, 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 no,
No, no, it's about him singing. He just randomly belts it out. I'm like, okay, bro. It's weird how you guys just get right on him. Yeah. Yeah. Get him. I'll get him. Yeah. I just like get watching it. I actually had to apologize to my kids last week. I was like, I realize I am being a legitimate Ebenezer Scrooge Grinch grump about Christmas. And it's not because I hate Christmas. It's because I hate what people do to Christmas. Yeah. And the commercialization of it and everything. So I, that that's a whole other podcast by itself. But I've got a like a. So then she tells me she's getting me a gift. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's probably coal. Yeah. I hope so. In probably in our, a turd. Our old house on Fitzgerald. <laughs> I hope there it's was a, a coal chute that I used for wood, but there was some original retaining walls for the coal that had broken a hole in it. So there was literally about eight inches of coal that filled that wall. So for several years, for the white elephant gift, I just gave a bag of coal. Yes. Yeah, nice. it was solid. Like nobody legit, after the first year, nobody coal. just nobody picked my gift. But <laughs> I still coal. chuckled about the whole time. Like, hey, I don't know, coal. Someone's getting coal. Anyway, and then the other thought on that is, I have a book of uh, C.S. Lewis articles and essays that is audiobook that I'll listen to sometimes, and he's got a couple on there on about your same sentiment. And he talks about like he talks about like receiving cards. Like someone has sent me a card that I did not send them a card, so I beat my breast and then put my coat back on to trudge back out to get some sort of cards because I have to reciprocate. <laughs> like, he just like, goes through this. He makes it much more eloquent, but he, like, it's just this more terrible More eloquent thing. than what I said? Yes. I mean, and then he has another one that's like a fictional world. Like he's, if someone Lewis looked in, me. he's like, if someone looked in, like trying to explain Christmas... To someone from another planet, like he goes into like several pages so this, of the like, of the world. Like, so it's, it's about so this. So they completely kind of like Griffith in football. No, no, no. Yeah, no it's, it's not about this. It's not a what. <laughs> like, but they're so they kill trees. <laughs> like, like, he just like he goes like it's this whole story, and it's just yeah. Whenever somebody's like, I love Christmas, I'm like, C.S. Lewis doesn't love Christmas. Like, <laughs> I I. The, my thing is the um, exchanging uh, to exchange <clears throat> gifts is an oxymoron. A gift is something that's given without anything in return, right? Yeah. Well, you, then you can't exchange gifts because they're no longer <sighs> gifts because they're in exchange. It's yeah. a barter. You are bartering. You are bartering the sweater for I the lamp. I buy you lamp. a five dollar gift. You buy me a five dollar gift. We both compare. You know what, Joe? You should talk. When I was, when we were in fifth grade, I'll never forget oh, this. Oh, fifth grade. I'll wow, never he's forget going this. Fifth I'm grade going back to fifth grade. Let yeah. me drop this bit of knowledge on your ass. Okay. So <laughs> What's about to happen? We were, we were. We I want to know what you mean. We did the Secret Santa in fifth, fifth grade. grade. Wow. And uh, I was not, looking through my fifth grade yearbook he's last not year. Remember that? Joey found Grudges. it. Uh-huh. I didn't even know not you were better. in my class. <laughs> no, no grudge, no so bitterness. We were in fifth grade. Wow, you just keep piling it on. And, oh, and I don't um, even remember you. <laughs> <laughs> not in fifth grade, I didn't. I'm gonna start crying. Yeah. <laughs> so I was probably really we, mean. We was Poe. Terrible. <laughs> we was Poe, and and um, so. Uh, Joe and I ended up getting each other for the Santa drawing or what you know where you exchange I don't even, gifts. I don't even want to hear this. I'm sure I was, <laughs> you were a dink. Oh, yeah, man. I'm sure. Go ahead. Uh, so, and when he when he says dink, so, what he means is. I'm sorry for my inconvenient timing. I don't even want to hear what you're about to say. <laughs> so, I I don't so know if I want to hear it or not. Joe got me some I don't know some 
eight ten dollar toy or something whatever i some something i don't even remember what i think it was a, a toy truck or something i i don't even remember and so i got i went into my piggy bank and i pulled out three dollar bills and i wrapped them in a tiny little box and then I put that inside another box, and that inside another box, and that inside another box. I can see where that it, made okay? the younger Joe angry. And he's okay. calling me a dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he called you a dink. I, I, so I did my very heard best to make it as presentable as possible, and he was so pissed. I could see the younger Joe being pissed at something. And he, and he yelled it out. Three bucks? What a cheapskate, dude. I felt like a, like, like some poe kid. I'm not going to shame I Joe on this. I plead the fifth for my fifth grade self. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to shame Joe on this because there are a lot of stories that people bring up from my teenage years. They're like, you remember when you did that? I'm like, um, no, but honestly, it sounds like me at the time, so <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were going to say something? No. I enjoy, I, I enjoy him spending like $8, $10 while his parents did. It mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. And then you go in your little poor piggy bank and wrap like it up. Like to, be a, to be a dink. No, I wasn't trying to be a dink. I wanted him to enjoy the experience. Oh, man. I mean, half of a gift is the excitement of opening it. Okay, moving on. Hey, that's where Joe's my, a dink. That's where my heart was. Well, I don't know. I don't know. My, my opinion changed. I'm I'm sorry, oh. bro. What are you, Joe? Has Welcome been... to the Undignified Christianity Podcast. We have what? not been recording. No, no, we've been recording for oh. over an hour, and the oh. conversation we just had would have made perfect openers. So I was saying, like, continue with openers. Welcome to the most. I how re- <laughs> you wrote, dude. Dude scribbles. I how reopen. After he's like, he's like re-open. flagging me down across the table. Give me your pencil. You, so then he writes something. He, write, he writes. I how reopen. It up like look, and it says one owl. What? No, you need you need to be something. You need to take a picture of Christianity where we cannot possibly have a smooth opener. <laughs> it's just it's in our DNA, so, man. If you're listening to this, and we did break it up last week, we're gonna. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we did. We did. I how real. We're still talking from the conversation of last week, and now apparently we started another episode. <coughs> so that's you have Jared. a lot of confidence in the content that I have left. Like, we'll Jared's happens. like, well, actually, that's all the topics I have for tonight. I have one more. <laughs> you said you had five. That was four. We've been rolling through. Was it rolling through? One. Remember, yeah. one of them was Pretend I didn't. That pull didn't the happen then. Okay. This one, like, I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm honestly nervous about this. Topic. Well, time out, Jared. Mister Introductions. That's Jared. That oh was yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. This is Jared. I thought we weren't reopening now. But what? we don't know. Dude, we haven't yeah. even. We don't dude, know. You wrote sorry, I sorry. how reopen on the paper. We have to I reopen. Know. <laughs> I'm Aaron. I'm Forrest. I'll go high next week. <laughs> So there you go, Cheyenne. <laughs> Joe went high. Aaron went low. <laughs> yep, here I am. Here I am. I think you should take a picture of the I How Reopen and make that the uh, image for the episode. Yeah, that, that does look like that does look good. <laughs> I scratched it out so fast that I didn't even really like trying to read take it. Take a picture of it. Take and a picture of read. it and post it with we the can episode. Do that later. It doesn't have to be at the same time, Aaron. We cut and edit and then we put it separately. So I have one more topic. I'm just so excited about the 
putting stuff on the Book of Faces? One more topic. Did any of you do any You're research too fast. on Dobbs We have a whole episode to Jackson. fill this. The Mississippi case. The Mississippi case. Dobbs versus yeah. Jackson. I Googled it. I'm so excited for that one. On the bathroom this morning, just to make sure I knew Aaron, what I would have expected was. you would be excited about that one. I'm sorry, I missed it. It is the Mississippi 15-week um, abortion ban that is... They just had oral arguments for the Supreme Court last ah, week. Yes, yes, yes. So I found this interesting. Side note, they podcast all the Supreme Court um, cases. cases. Like the oral really? arguments. All of them? On Spotify. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. It's like C-SPAN for your Because I was trying to like watch the video, and I hate watching a video while you're trying to listen to it. Because I was trying to do something else. And I'm like, I wonder if they have it on Spotify. They have the oral arguments. On Spotify. I thought it was... Do they have have Congress on Spotify, too? I have no idea. I don't care about Congress. Now, SCOTUS, on the other hand. That's your... That stuff's fascinating to me. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't care about Congress, huh? Well, I feel like there's a lot more bullshit in Congress. Whereas SCOTUS, like, when it gets to the Supreme Court... Like, it's all business. It's like two hours. Here you go. And there's no grandstanding. The case has been submitted. Oh, there's lots of grandstanding. It's great. It's freaking great. So there's grand, there's more grandstanding in Congress by more people. That's my point. Like I don't want to hear it that long. It, like a little bit. So oh, Scotus is a condensed format. Yes, I got you. C- Congress condensed. <laughs> the Campbell's <laughs> soup of our government. I mean, it's all lawyers, right? I mean, lawyers it in Congress actually. and lawyers in, in Scotus. Yeah. And <laughs> So, um, do you guys have any basis of understanding for this here particular topic? I, I would know. say Forrest, something, but I'll mess Forrest it went up ahead and say Googled too it. much. No, this one I have no tricks. I just want to. I literally it. just want to know what it was, and it was it was super funny because just earlier today, like, as long as we don't talk about like abortion, cool, like nothing. Oh, <laughs> dang. and then then I reread what he put. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to talk about abortion? No, we can. Like, I don't care. I'm just like, um, biblical, I'm just not that, that's not my strong suit. So you guys have a total different reason than I Well, it's, mm, I don't want to say that because it's going to, it's going to start a, we're not even going to make it to the topic if I say that. Let's say it. How do you want this? (laughs) 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 Send me the honey, honey. (laughs) Have you got Um, a, a vessel? I can get you a glass if you want one. Sure. I'll get it. We're going to be... Ice or no ice? No ice. No ice. No rocks. Thank you, sir. For you. So, Dobbs versus Jackson is the Mississippi 15-week ban of abortion. So... They banned at 15 weeks or they banned at a certain developmental stage? Banned at 15 weeks. 15 weeks, period. That is the the law that they are going for, yes. Got you. Which is very important (laughs) because it changes the precedent of Roe Casey. Here's my so question. You have Here's my question. When you have a Supreme Court case on abortion, who is filing suit against whom? I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. So you have two major cases in the abortion saga, right? You have Roe. Right. Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade, which established mm-hmm. the constitutional right to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. And the kind of line that was drawn was... Correction. Made up the constitutional right to have an abortion. Oh, yes. feelings, all right. <laughs> feelings, all right. He's like, 
fill that glass up a little more there. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they, the, or as much as you want. The soft line was on feasibility of the fetus. So like around 24 weeks would mm-hmm. be feasibility, right? And then in 1992, it was Casey versus... I don't remember I versus remember who. Either. I remember Casey. I For... Anyway. Anyway. For reestablished something. that kind of line, and they added a... Oh, I wrote it down. See, I'm, I'm bad. I, I get the major ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible with the actual lingo of it. Do you take notes like him? One how open. One how real The undue burden clause. Which was because they were trying attempting to restrict abortion a little more in '92, and the undue burden clause was women that, have every right to be not pregnant. That men have. correct, and we couldn't place too many restrictions on it because it would create an undue burden on the woman who wanted an abortion. So, the original basis for abortion would, as far as I understand it, is based on the Fourteenth Amendment, and it's just the liberty clause. So since people have a right to liberty... I'm embarrassed to know what is the 14th Amendment cover. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to say... I want to look it up to get... I used to know exact. like through 22 or something. There's okay. 27. Joe, are you looking it up? Yep. Okay. So it was based on the 14th Amendment. And it's another one of those you take a general wording of, uh, you know, people deserve liberty. Mm-hmm. True. Okay, let's define it in this way. Uh-huh. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And I, 13 is... Did, okay. Jeez, Jerry. I want to say it was a response to um, some of the... laws like enacted after the slavery 13th was... 13th Amendment? Yes. Neither slavery, yeah. slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States. Yeah. It was the abolition of slavery, 13th. So it was in the aftermath of the Civil War was the 14th, and it was a part of the abolition of slavery to try and curtail any legal ramifications like a lot of the beginnings of Jim Crow, or they started implementing like grandfather clauses for voting and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So they use the 14th Amendment, and that's the basis of Roe. So I listened to the entire oral arguments of the case. The 15-week ban, and this is where Mississippi is admitting openly that they are going for the abolition of Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. And this is the first like, legitimate challenge to Roe v. Wade since the new judges are... I was going to say, correct. Not, not the first we, legitimate challenge. The first challenge that the since, justices have been willing to hear since the 90s. Yes, but more specifically since Gorsuch, Barrett, and Kavanaugh have been seated. Right, because we're now conservative to liberal on the judges' work. Which is messed up we're to like, begin with. We're like four. We're like, I thought we were like six, uh, six five. Five and a half. Well, it's depends five on which way Roberts goes. The chief, gu- chief justice tends to lean one way or the other. One way or the other. And they had, recently they saw a case, and Roberts kind of, who would be the chief justice, has kind of flipped. And I'm saying all this because I don't necessarily want to talk exactly about the case. I have another question. But, um, but so giving background. Giving background. The two sides were you have the Mississippi something or other. Heartbeat that makes, bill, basically. 
no, heart feeds week, earlier. They're, they're 15 week. Yeah. Heart they're trying to six, separate seven. it from viability, which mm. opens the door to the state setting whenever they would like to ban abortions. Yep. So that like it is effectively would end a lot of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. And to be clear, a complete overturn of Roe v. Wade would not make abortion universally illegal. No. It would simply put the authority Push it back, back to, to the, the states. states. So anything, and this is for anything that is not dictated by the federal government or dictated in the Constitution, is supposed to be in to the, the purview of the states. But right and now, so for Roe v. Wade, they had to convince the court that it was allowed in the Constitution. And that's what the Mississippi <laughs> dude has been, in his opening arguments, the state of Mississippi basically said this was never in the Constitution. The Supreme Court attempted to settle an issue that was not in the Constitution, and it needs to be given back to the states because they never had the right to make that decision in the first place. That is what the That's Mississippi, Mississippi argument. Yep. And then, so the turnaround for that would be um, the Jackson Women's Health. I'm forgetting what the position of the lady who's arguing that case. Mm -hmm. But anyway, their position is we have 50 years of precedent that has been established. People are used to this Starry law. Stare decisis. Let Starry the decision decisis. stand. Let the decision stand. Um, that is basically their argument, is that it is, we have 50 years of precedent. The viability bill, the viability, which would be about 24 weeks, was really important to them because that sets kind of a benchmark for no one to cross. How long was slavery allowed in the United States? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 100 and... A little less than 100 years. So at some point in time, they decided that decision shouldn't stand anymore. Star, what did you say? Stare decisis. Stare that decisis. Was, that was Let another case. That, that just takes stare decisis and flips, flips it on its can. And Which so is exactly what <clears throat> Mississippi would be saying. And exactly... It's what they're saying is that the court didn't have the right to rule on this to begin with, so they need to make right what they wronged. Yes. So we have all that background, and this is obviously a very heated topic because abortion is a very big, controversial thing. People are very passionate about this, right? No. Yes. No. no. Okay. Right. I think it's pretty. No. Nobody really. <laughs> no. Cares. Nobody really <laughs> cares about it. <laughs> Nobody gives a rip about people murdering babies. It's not a big deal. So, if the roles were reversed, they're exactly the same arguments. What do you mean? The 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 basis of. So when Roe was happening, mm -hmm. it was exactly the opposite. You had one side arguing that this is included in the Constitution which would have been the pro-abortion group, and you had the exact opposite, so the people were arguing precedent. So and, all now, these, and now they're argu the people were the roles are are arguing precedent, and these ones are saying... But every single major yeah. case that where SCOTUS has changed the status quo mm -hmm. is exactly the same argument. Just, flip, just it, flipped. What issue are we talking about? Because as loosely as we tie these, right, because even the abolition of slavery, like, there was some shady business that went on to pass that. So we had the United States pass that while the southern states were still not included. So that's part of the reason, like, the abolition of slavery, the amendment to the Constitution that made it illegal, <clears throat> was before they allowed the southern states back into the Union. <laughs> really? Yes. I didn't realize that. Yep. 
Oops. Yeah. They in the Constitution with half the Union missing. <laughs> that is... That is... And we, since we, we have get your asses in war, here's a big screw you. <laughs> they hadn't technically lost yet. We got a quorum, and gonna, look, we have a supermajority. <laughs> look at that. How'd that work? How'd that work? It's because you kicked half of us out. Well, and good they left. Them, and good for them for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Until the shoe's on the other foot. So you have this... Back and forth. That is all based on the Constitution, which in a lot of these cases is fairly vague. Which, and, and that's, Rightfully the only, so. that's the only reason it should be in front of the Supreme Court is constitutional stuff. Right. So, why do you guys think that happens? What? Like, um, nah, that's a bad way to frame it. Um, yeah, it was. Try again. Because we want to use whatever argument we can to win our core beliefs. I still want to hear Jared rephrase his question. So, why do these cases keep making it to the Supreme Court? Most of the time they don't. Fourth down punt. Fourth down punt. Mm-hmm. Define that. Well, the lower court Spitball. says, forget it, I'm going to just Well, kick they it make the a ruling, so you appeal to the next higher court, right? Yes. <clears throat> Look, why I'm not, I'm not gonna handle this here why as people in the United States because both sides would say that they're on the side of freedom they're on the mm-hmm. side of liberty they're on the mm-hmm. side of this why do we always appeal to the next court because we lose because we want our way we want our way we didn't get the answer we wanted we right didn't get the answer we wanted right nobody can take a loss nobody neither can take side a loss. can right mm-hmm. so this is the thing I find interesting but it's, it's because our legislators don't legislate this is also true the Supreme Court has become scapegoat. Uh, yeah, the scapegoat. That, mm-hmm. That's a good way. What's of happening in the state of Michigan right now? In what way? It's literally happening in the state of Michigan. Um, in <clears throat> it's happening with the uh, the sex offender registry. Okay. So back in '96 or '99, um, this kid Adam Walsh. Um, got raped and killed or raped or molested or something by a person who had already been convicted, tried, charged, and sentenced and served his sentence for criminal sexual conduct. <clears throat> got out of prison or jail and reoffended um, pretty heinously. And so everybody went, well, we got to stop this from happening, so let's create this registry. Well, the federal government may... Made a, they, they made a law, the Adam Walsh Act, that required states to have a registry for, um, for offenders. For offenders. Mm-hmm. And so each state then enacted their set of laws. Well, it's fine. Okay, we'll make a list. You go on the list, etc. And then, um, so here's the rules for the list. And in 2006, the state of Michigan added to that law, but retroactively applied the new law to previous registrants, which is... Illegal, which is that's ex post it's facto. Un- unconstitutional because it's ex post facto, which means <clears throat> our constitution states essentially that you should be able to know the consequences of your crime before you commit the crime. Mm-hmm. If you're going to rob a liquor store, you need to be able to know... Because ignorance of the law still pays, but you need to be able to know what the consequences are before you commit that crime, or before you are uh, charged with that crime. 
And so they did it anyway, and they applied all these new things. And then it happened again in 2011 that they changed the rulings again and retroactively applied internet identifiers and a whole slew of things. Mm -hmm. So the ACLU, on behalf of some people who were affected by that, brought a suit against the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. And it went to a federal court and the judge said, okay, states, or okay, state of Michigan, legislature, you got 60 days to change the law or you can't enforce it. <clears throat> One legislator grabs the old law, runs a bunch of red ink through it, and he gave his, he handed on his opinion, there, and they put a bunch of red lines through the, the law and said, okay, this only applies to people registering before this and after, the, and they, they put a bunch of red ink through it. Well, it didn't address everything. They knew it didn't address everything, but they punted. And now this, the ACLU is taking the new law and going back to court mm -hmm. to have the... So basically what's happening is the federal court is almost rewriting the law. Right. Because he hands down his opinion and they changed it, but they didn't fix it all the way. It's still questionable. Yeah. And so what's going to happen is they punted it back to... Essentially, they punted it back to the court... Because ACLU well, is going to go in and do it again, and then he's going to kick it back and say, that's no, a little, fix it. Yeah, I guess. So, but the point is, the point is, the, legislature, the legislators don't want to be the bad guys who change the law on registering sex offenders. And, the, um, and so they're kicking it back to the courts. Right. And, and, like, making the courts force them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just my opinion. But I guess the point is nobody, want, nobody wants to be the one to make that decision. So, hey, let's kick it to the nine people instead of the 271. Something. Well, yeah, and then the 100. But, yeah. <clears throat> and that's, that's part of the issue is that if – it's part of the issue because even laws that are – Past, uh, yes, I agree that part of it is the legislature doesn't necessarily do their job, right? It's so, also it's also between a rock and a hard place because if this was controversial fifty years ago and it's still controversial today, there's a good chance that the legislature couldn't have passed something. Correct. Which is why it should be left to the states. Which is why it should be left to the states. Which I agree with. In our opinion, as constitutional conservatives. <clears throat> Correct. So, I don't know how to frame this. Um, would we be okay with the loss? Because the problem is that neither side wants to take a loss, right? We're always willing to punt it up to that next level and punt it up to that next level. Now, granted, the Supreme Court has a stop for that because they don't have to hear a case. They, and they decide, can leave the status quo. Yes. They, they don't have to see a case. They can decide not to do it. And if so they the, very, the very fact that they chose to take this case and hear it yes, means is, they want to say something about it. Or they think there's something that needs to happen. Or okay. there's something different about this than other challenges. Or they want to really lay down the law and really clarify this is what we mean one way or the other. Correct. Yeah. But here's, here's the thing. If the Supreme Court chose not to hear this case... Then the law would still the fifteen week law would still stand in the state of no Mississippi. no it wouldn't no it would because be it was struck down at the lower court it was oh it was struck down it at was the struck lower court. down at the lower court 
and now it's and to now the Supreme the, Court. And so now this the, law has never now been the enacted. the state is... The state is appealing. I right? see. I thought it was the other way around. No. So the, the state is appealing. And you have a couple different cases. You have the Texas six-week. And then you have that crazy Texas, like, turn in your neighbor, everybody... Do you, this was earlier this year. Did you guys up on that? Yeah, somebody, but somebody struck down the. Yeah, they struck that. Struck down, down the enforce. However, that yeah. Texas went a little bit different way at going at abortion. They made it a finable offense and made it to where people could turn other people in for participating. In wow. so you could sue the doctors as an individual. So you could go out, catch someone performing catch abortion, and, and then them. you could sue them for. I'm just like, that's kind of, that's <laughs> okay. Texas. Like, <laughs> it went a little too I mean, I mean, like, it's, it's cool. It's like it's, vigilante justice. Okay. Cool. It's cool, if, you know, Texas. I, if but the federal government isn't going to let me stop this, everyone can sue everybody. <laughs> sue everybody. Isn't that what America is? <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I like where your head's at. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, you know, hey, good idea. If it passes, great. Oh, I like but... the idea you said of vigilante justice. Let's skip suing. Let's just... <laughs> Uh, Careful, the purge. Joe. Let's Careful, just go with the purge. Yeah, that's great. Careful, this is recorded, Joe. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's in your notebook? This Dave? is my question. Too this soon. is this well, too soon. I how one, reopen. One that's how reopen. That's right. This is my question. Why can't either side take a loss? And is that the problem that has created the situation we're in right now? Because speaking for as constitutional. Conservatives. conservatives, which I'm not sure where Forrest stands on this. Where do you stand? Mystery. What's that? Mystery. No, I'm kind of he's, he's right, right constitutionally. In there. He's pretty conservative. Okay. Yeah. So everybody's kind of in the agreement that that should be the state's issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's my cat, who apparently disagrees with my <laughs> assessment of the situation. Should have aborted you. <laughs> the cat. The cat. I kind of looked uh, past Forrest as I said that. I know you're Forrest is like, did you just say that? So, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm conflicted about how this whole process works because it seems like we're stuck in a cycle that is just going to go and down what's going to happen no is, okay, court when, packing. When the, well, when the Supreme, either court packing or when the Supreme Court, Supreme Court, um, you know, so is that what flips the other way? And then we go back to? again, and we just back then and we forth. Just get the conservatives because, because, in essence, the court has ruled, and now Mississippi, who I agree with and what they're trying to do, has appealed to the court. Okay, is there a world where we, as Christian conservatives, could live with California allowing partial birth abortions? I mean, we kind of have I, to. I have to, but that doesn't mean I can morally. So, like, that, that's my question in this whole talk is do, like, in that mental exercise of it goes back to the states. Isn't there something Do we of, actually allow but, it? But here's the thing. Ultimately, because this, I mean, you could go any direction with this in terms of a, a, something you agreed with or disagreed with as a Christian. Right. Whether it's gun rights or abortion rights exactly. or freedom of religion, freedom of religion anything. Okay? Right. Ultimately, I think we... We need to use every means necessary to fight for godliness in this world. So your answer is no. No what? You could not allow another Don't state. Don't just take the L. Yeah. You could not I, allow another state to have... No, listen. I disagree with the way you're framing the I, question. I, 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 and that's too. fine. That's fine. Because... Like, I'm telling you, this is where my mind has gone and is how I'm pondering this what we're actually case. arguing for is exactly what you're saying, is let the other states choose. Because we're not going to the... Now... 
the next step could be that. Yes. But this first step with the Supreme Court that we're discussing currently is simply a question of do we let the state bordering our borders make their own choices while our state makes its own choices? Yes. Yes. And I can't take that out as a constitutional conservative who wants the Constitution to be honored for what it was originally written to, or originally written for. I, I want it to be as close to that as possible. Okay. Right. So, I, I, yes, absolutely. If there is something in the if, – if the Constitution does not specifically outline that power, it goes to the state. Now, beyond that – we need to continue to use every means necessary, which is protests and supporting, um, uh, you know, petitioning the government and supporting, supporting work, you know, supporting, <laughs> okay, for in the abortion case, okay, supporting pregnancy resource centers, Boondock you know, Saints. adoptions, <laughs> etc. okay, and the legal system that's in place that allows us to bring a, a, a court case before the Supreme Court Machine in that future. state. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. Okay? It's like, it's like me singing, okay? Shut up. <laughs> you guys have been doing this to me all night. No, this music to my ears. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I think we can l- let it go. <laughs> Let it go. I don't see. I don't know that song, and I try not to know that song. Oh, that's because right. That's an evil I would, Disney because evil I was never. Song. I would evil never Disney song. I would yeah. never stop singing it. <laughs> I say that way too much. Uh, if we can let it go, then um, or I, excuse me, we don't. We let it go, but don't let it go. Okay, when we run into the wall in that in that arena, yeah, then we find another way to fight. Now we're in an arena. Forrest, what is your... Uh, now you're speaking my language. What are your fighting thoughts? fighting in arenas. See, I, was, I did the sports ball reference. Now let, I'm fighting in an Forrest arena. Let Forrest have some thoughts. I, like, it goes back and forth. It's like a volleyball game. Who, yeah. who, who has the case now? What are we... What's the baseline? So whoever... like, It's not Roe versus Wade anymore. It's whatever this is. Mississippi versus Jackson. In 50 years, we do this dance again. Yeah. And if we still have this like stupid party system, we're still doing this stupid dance yet again. Yep. So, so are you saying vote libertarian? Is that what you're? No, it's all. It's, <laughs> it's kind of irrelevant. Like all of it's. Like I'm not saying I've lost hope in any of it, but it's there's so many like like there's a giant line drawn, and if you don't vote this way, then you vote that way. Seems like I've been insulted for that on this podcast. For what? Throwing your vote away? Yeah, see, there it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, I guess it's just... So you would irrelevant. say that the problem isn't really that it's a... This side is just... We're going to be stuck in this volleyball, as you said. It's more that the system is just going to perpetuate the same right. type of decision. But on we a, can't get out of the volleyball right. game. Yeah, it's always going to be the same. Because the second that the court flips the other way... And goes instead of four five five four. Yeah, the other side's gonna the other do the same. They're thing. gonna bring a case before it, and, and in fifty it's, years, it's gonna be passed because nobody takes well, that loss. I don't know if it will be fifty years. So here, here's where the Jesus heart of the will come back before. Here's that. where the heart sure. of the taking the L L comes to me. Um, What's taking the L? Lose. Like taking like the if, loss. if if take the L, oh, not take challenging the, the law anymore. So assuming that SCOTUS is right, the Supreme Court is right. Mm-hmm. Mississippi does not 
take this case to the Supreme Court? Here's what I see. Constitutional conservatives? Mm -hmm. Is that what we say? Yeah. 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 Constitutional conservatives have taken the L for the last 50 years. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they haven't... That doesn't mean they've given up the fight, but they've taken the L. They've accepted it. They've done what they needed to do to continue trying to fight within the system. I... If they overturn Roe v. Wade, I don't see our court not being packed in the next four years. Hmm. That that is the not taking the L that would bother me. Yeah. Saying you change the, the rules. Changing the rules. Yeah. Yeah. It, playing by the rules, I, I agree with you, Forrest. It is a big volley. It's a long term volley, as it should be in the Supreme Court, because it it should, for the most part, be let the decision stand unless the decision was wrong, because <clears throat> uh, there needs to be that. Like big picture stability, mm-hmm. but if it came to a point where they said, "Okay, we lost. Now we need to change the game completely or change the rules so that we can win," that's where I see it becoming an issue. And that would be on any issue, whether it was a conservative or non-conservative, like theological type value we're talking about with abortion. Um, it's it would bother me, yeah, if somebody tried changing the game because they couldn't win. Like, play the game because it's stable. See, but ultimately, but they're, still, they're still playing the game for them to pack the court. If they are able to do that, that's part of the game. Yeah. Now, constitutional conservatives, yeah, but bottom line is they're not, okay, they pack the court. They're, if they do, they do it legally, in their opinion. Me. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying. Like the, that, that is p- the next part of the game. We pack the court most... and then get said court to say that that packing was okay. It's right. almost like <laughs> right. waiting until half of your op- or your whole opposition is no longer a part of your country. And then... <laughs> <laughs> right. Exa- exactly. My point exactly. It's it's part of the game, and ultimately we're going to play the game until we can't win at that win on that field anymore. And we'll jump to the next field and play the game on that field. Um, okay, so yeah, ultimately, okay. Hey, the Supreme Court goes nine zero in twenty years, and we just get destroyed. Well, okay, well now we just start, you know, working, putting more volunteers and more funding, etc., into pregnancy resource centers, and we we do more protests on the streets, and we just we 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 play whatever game needs to be played. The the problem is. I think conservatives across the board, I think conservatives are, and I'm just spitballing here. I haven't processed this yet. I'm processing out loud. I'm going to throw it out here. You guys can chew it apart if you want. I don't care. I I am not chewing on anything that you're spitting out. I think conservatives play by the rules, if you will. (laughs) Jared's face. Hold on. Maybe Come. video would be worth it. <laughs> okay, like, okay. Right, right there. Right there. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, just, just hang on for a second. I'm, I'm hanging. You can tear it apart. You can Stop tear the disclaimers apart. and get to it, okay. or I'm just going to, like, so, explode. Conservatives. This is what it's like listening to be, you when you say, it's nuanced. <laughs> conservatives, I would say, for the most part, would try to play by the rules more so than a lot. Like, can I rephrase I, it in a way I, that actually makes sense? Yes. Because we know that they're all dirty politicians and they don't right. play by the rules. 
I mean real conservatives. A constitutional... Don't say... Oh. <laughs> Not politician conservatives. By definition, oh, a constitutional conservative is somebody who wants as little change as possible as it relates to the Constitution. The rules. So, yeah. My, what I, so when you saying. say play by the rules, what you're meaning is doesn't want to change the rules. Whereas a non-constitutional or a constitutional liberal who or a constitutional progressive uh-huh. might say this is a living document and it's okay if it changes whenever we feel like saying it changes. Well, and that feels like a change in the rules even though they perceive that to be the rules. They're not wrong in that there are devices in place to change it because it is fundamentally flawed. Right. Yeah. But for example, but the Supreme Court's supposed to interpret it, not change it. Yes. For, for example, the court packing, right? When, when um, there was a president in place who was more likely to appoint conservative justices to the Supreme Court, no conservatives were talking about court packing. Um... I couldn't quote you on that. It wasn't a big... It, there wasn't a big push for court packing. It wasn't a thing. There's... I'm trying to remember who it was because there's been a couple okay. times historically okay. that they've okay. pushed... I don't, I don't remember if it was a liberal or not. Um, and again, I'm just processing this out loud here. Um, we... We don't play... I, I, I think we more often are... Would attempt to play by the rules. Which was the question I was trying to get at with the hypothetical of, say, Mississippi wins. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that's the case. And that's almost like the, the thing that I was going for. Because if, if Mississippi won... Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the dog. Hey, we're just going to get all the pets involved. That's right. <laughs> so if Mississippi won, mm-hmm. we would have to, as our state... Mm-hmm. allow other states to do the whatever they wanted, mm-hmm. right? I don't think we could take the loss. What you're saying is if Roe v. Wade was overturned, the next if step Roe is v. we would be trying to federally legislate. It's illegal. No, I'm saying that then it would, it would be kicked back to the states. So Michigan could do something totally different than Indiana. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. be, do something totally... So say Michigan says no abortions whatsoever, which wouldn't happen... But say but let's say they did. Let's say they did. Let's say Illinois. If it were ever to happen, it would happen right now. But so say Illinois allows mm-hmm. par- all the way up to partial birth mm-hmm. abortions, mm-hmm. right? Would we? I, I'm saying I don't think that m- we could stand by and let Illinois do that. I'm it, it happy is nuanced. that I don't live in Illinois. It, it, it <laughs> is. It is new. It is nuanced. It is because and and I will retract my previous statement that was. Put out there in processing. No, you're good. Like that, I, I couldn't um, quote you on it anyway. The so at that point we would go for the law in the state of Michigan. Okay, yep, it's in the power of the states now. But so then now, we would so go right, back to the federal government. Is my point? We we would go back to the federal government on the life issue because the Constitution, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right? Life, liberty, and the awesome. Pursuit. We would I go, love my cat. We would go back to the abortion. Uh, Stand by. <laughs> Jared's about to go to go abort the cat. <laughs> we would. Uh, <laughs> Just a quick little clack, and he's done. We we would go to. 
the uh, the life issue. See, again, each issue is going to be different. We would go to the life issue, which is But you're still, saying we would take it to the Supreme Court? We would take... Each state could take their ban or their uh, 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 partial birth law to the Supreme Court under um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and fighting for the right to Which is exactly what they did with Roe to allow abortions. I guess I feel like you're asking a rhetorical question. I am. Because I think no matter which way the ball falls, somebody's going to fight it. Yes. And that, that is... This issue is controversial enough that when you play that rhetorical game, it exposes what I would think as the core issue, is that and I'm right, wrong, or indifferent, nobody's going to take this loss. So as Forrest says, like, this is just going to be a volley. Like, it's going to keep going back and forth, which for me is really depressing because that will be the end of the system because the legislature is never going to do anything about it. It's too controversial. Mm-hmm. They won't get another seat in the house. No. So They're worried that they won't. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just like that. So that's the whole reason that I went through all of this is that rhetorical question of nobody's going to take that loss. And whether it's abortion or it's something else, this is the weakness of our system. I think the fight, um, you know, we talked a few episodes ago about, you know, what it means to be American and, you know, rights, mm-hmm. my rights and freedom. Um, I think that we are going to fight for the pieces. Okay, so let's say, let's say that goes back to the states. State of Michigan passes a no abortions law, and we reduce the number of murdered babies by you know five thousand. And the new house gets elected, changes the law back, and says, mm-hmm. okay, partial birth abortions are okay. We, um, we. Um, we got some. We saved some. See, but then you know what I mean? Framing that is playing in the game. Framing it in such a way. Because the other side would frame it almost the opposite. We lost some. Right. And, but they'll flip and then they'll say, we want, so we're going to fight as long and win as many as we can. It's a, it's a, it's a battle going on. We, we're going to take advantage of our wins and, and cry over our losses and get back in the and fight. And that... On some level, it's worth it. Is the problem? Yeah. What is your dog pissed off? I at? don't know. All my pets. Come on. Did she? Did she barking? Was that what it was? Come on. It's odd with these headphones. I have no clue where it's coming where from. Where the sound is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sound is in my head. There's a dog living in my brain now. My wife keeps letting them in because they like to be out here when the fire's going, but. That was actually me. I'm oh, honored that Joe you think of me that highly. Joe did it. I let the dog out we here. We mentioned at <laughs> when one I got time, forced to come. Yeah. We mentioned at one time. Um, what is it? Uh, culture is downstream from religion, and behavior is downstream from culture. How do we? What uh, is I don't that? remember. No, you guys don't. Remember I'm the that. one who said it. Yes. Yes. What was it? Politics are downstream from culture. Culture is downstream from religion. Okay. And so ultimately the answer is... Religion. religion. But Jesus. in a culture Jesus. that is designed to allow pluralism... Mm, that's my... Is it, though? There's another case the Supreme there is. Court's hearing right now in Maine. In the state of Maine. The state... About uh, what? 
So Maine is so rural, they have very few public schools. Um, the large majority of Maine is that rural. And so they actually provide two parents a yearly stipend of $11,000 per child to pay for that child's education. So long as that child's education is not overtly religious. Interesting. And so the state of Maine has that case before the Supreme Court this week as well, saying that you can't, like if you're going to provide money to parents for school in lieu of just a regular public education, then it can't be restricted. And so that's, that's in front of the Supreme Court right yeah. now too. But, I mean, don't you have to separate state and religion? Hold on. State's not separation, supposed to spe- separation of church. Religion. Separation of church and state is actually in communist doctrine. It is nowhere in our constitution. But it, the, it the amendment was says, mentioned by... Well, all you got to do is say communist and everybody's like, you must be bad. The, the, <laughs> the, the Constitution of the United States says Congress shall, um, Congress shall enact or make no law regarding religion or the practice thereof. But they weren't actually talking about religion. They were talking about denominations. They were talking Catholic versus Protestant. They weren't actually... Because the separation of church and state comes from a letter from Jefferson to somebody about it. Karl Marx, I think. No. Karl Marx, Karl yes. Marx, yeah. that's, that's where it's separation <laughs> But the basis of separation of church and state, in that opinion, would be to protect the church, not to protect the state. How did I get there? I don't know. Maine. The whiskey. Anyway. That is no, the it end. was relevant. I'm going to listen Maine. to this in a couple days, and I'm going to remember why <laughs> I went text there. text me and be like, you remember that? You remember that? It was so good. Well, we were talking about um, culture's downstream from religion and politics is downstream from culture. So religion is the answer. Yes, but I'm not saying from a political end. I'm saying religion, politics is way downstream. Which what? reminds me, I, listened, I re-listened to a past episode, and I was so pissed off one time. Hmm. And it was because you said something about a level playing field, and I realized why that pissed me off so bad. Because the only playing field that matters is already leveled. Jesus leveled it for us, and the rest of it is a moot point. That would say that's an over-spiritualization of a... I think you under-spiritualize it. Okay. Mm, (laughs) So ultimately what I'm saying is... That may have been the whiskey. (laughs) Ultimately what I'm saying is that um, churches need to get bigger. Really is what I mean. Uh, so more <laughs> on more that numbers. Note, let's do closers because I feel like we're just going to keep going around in the same circle and don't make it about the topic. No closers. You cannot dictate the what point the of a closer is. You're such a communist. Fair. I'm going to tell you what you get favor. <laughs> I'm a communist as long as I'm in charge. I'm tell you what. As you is everyone. Aaron, you're first, and don't make it some. Stupid TikTok challenge. You're really butthurt about that, aren't you? My taste buds are still screwed up from that stupid You're, thing. like, really butthurt about that. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. Like butt so butt I have hurt. four more sour... No. <laughs> um, I'm not ready yet, so somebody else is going to have to talk. Um, Close it up. Wrap it up, Forrest. It's not really a wrap-up. The only thing I can think of is Jelaine Maxwell. Have you ever, like, you've heard oh, about yeah. her, right? Yeah. You're, so You're closing with a whole new topic. A whole new I'm topic. closing with, Do like, it. a bombshell. So okay. they, I've been, like, I'm on Twitter. I love Twitter. And there was a tracker that was tracking the case hour by hour. Down. And it got shut down. Yeah. Why? 
The bunch of CEOs just resigned. It was a bot. The explanation they give for shutting it down is that it was a bot that simply retweeted anything related to it. Yeah. And since it was not actually managed by a coherent source or something like that, and it was just a bot, they shut it down. That was their reason for shutting yeah. it down. But do you believe that? No. Not at all. No, that, like, that was an actual person with... Yeah, so... Yeah. Bunch of people resigned, and Epstein it was just un- did not kill himself. Yeah, so sorry. Conspiracy that's theories. That's your closer. Sorry. Right after. It. Yeah, it's so like good. yeah. Well, that's all I could think about is like this all whole time. That's why. No, that's why he's been so quiet. He's no, like, no, 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 about no, Epstein. Why haven't we talked about Epstein? Nobody no. wants to talk about Epstein. Closers, that's what I... That's I what tell you what, Forrest, we'll have another... You like, don't get to challenge his closer. We'll no. A, we'll have a half episode. You leave his closer alone. Yeah, it's it was a good great. closer. It was great. I'm not shutting down his closer. I'm it was giving the greatest, you opportunity. It was the greatest closer of all time. I'm not clarifying his closer. We'll have a special little episode. No, you don't get to extend his closer either. Yeah, for, closer is closer. It was the greatest closer right. ever, believe me. Standalone closer. <laughs> believe, believe me. Five star. Five star. Would recommend. I, I understand it's not a great closer, but it's the only it's thing I could think of. It's a fantastic closer. Listen, so. It's so good. It's I so good. Okay. I would support. I will a, take that case a, to the Supreme Court. Best closer. A mini ever. episode about it. It's in the Constitution. He can do whatever closer he wants. Yeah. I didn't say he it's couldn't. In the Constitution. <laughs> I'm tell, I am I am. Praising his closer and even suggesting that he do more of that. <laughs> that was it. I just want to bring it up. My oh, only God, closer is that Evan Williams' honey is dangerous. It is so sweet and so smooth, you do not realize how much you're putting down. I thought your taste buds were screwed up. They are. That might be part of the this problem. This stuff's still delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my closer is... Like, before you get up in arms about how the other side is acting. You said not about the topic, you dickhead. But I can change the rules. You said, ah! you said I couldn't Changing make it the rules. about the topic. Change it. He's, okay. Yeah. He's a freaking communist. He's, he's Play like, the game by the rules. He's like making the until I don't like the outcome and then I change the damn he's rules. He's using the topic to, to, to make the rules about the topic in the rule right, well, making. He's breaking the rules, but you get to finish, so... Okay, I will amend my statement. No. I will make the closer. Amendments must be done by a majority, and you are not that. I don't understand what's going on. So my closer is, I'm going to go inside and kill my cat and my dog. That is my... Uh, wow, sounds like a special night. Should we yeah. encourage you to get counseling? 40 counseling in 48 hours. No, my dad didn't just buy me a gun. Somebody grab his backpack, see what's in there. Wow. That is all. Very good. Wow. That is all. Murder. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Animal murder. Different than human murder. Yeah. I mean, Epstein didn't kill himself, but Jared, he's a murderer. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say, but Jared, maybe he did. No, all right, we're talking, buddy. Well, if we can't change the... He's going to be all serious. Well, I'm sorry. I killed a dog. Did you hear about Maxwell? <laughs> Let me be serious. <laughs> Um, Whiskey's good. If you can, <laughs> we need to stop. I deserve this. I deserve this. Yes, you do. Um, if we if we can't change the volleyball game or change the score at present, then I think we should just get more people to play on our team. Yeah, right. this has been the Undignified Christianity Podcast. Forrest, I love you. Thanks. We should have him back. We should. Yes. Very good. Why? 
Why? You wow. actually, you never got to plug your business. Plug it. No, you don't. We don't plug have it. To plug anything. Plug, plug the like business. Forrest, <clears throat> what kind of work Scoopian. do you do? I sell homes. You sell homes. Yep. Lauren Scoopian, Luxury Living, Coldwell Banker Schmidt. There it is. There we go. Peace, Peace out. Peace.